0: Hello oh, and welcome to the Cage Fight Podcast. We are here on glorious episode twenty-eight, I think, uh, and I that still insist on like listing that. the number at the front.
1: So I think last last episode was twenty-eight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah,
0: we've done a few 28s.
1: <coughs> yeah, uh, yeah,
0: it's cool. Yeah. It's a good number,
1: though.
2: <laughs> so,
0: uh, uh, <laughs> as you can hear, uh, Dave is still up there with the soundboards, and I guess going around and uh, introducing ourselves. I'm
3: Jess. Uh, I'm Mike. I am Taylor. And we have a super special guest uh, this time, which I know I always say, but I guess uh, I mean it this time. He's a uh, podcasting sex symbol, I hope that's okay to say, um, <laughs> and host of American Arts and Culture Review. Uh, Rod Berry is here. What's up, Rod?
4: Hey, guys. What's up? I'm just freaking chilling. I'm having a great time. You guys got so many drops on the ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely... Are you
1: guys all together? yes
3: we are yeah we uh, don't uh so we live in wisconsin so we don't have covid here
1: yeah, uh, yeah no that's 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 what the news says wisconsin there's no covid yeah <laughs> um uh and we literally drive out to the middle of nowhere where there's more deer than people to record this podcast every week it there's is more
2: true. covid than deer
1: Yes. <laughs> well, there's actually I, no I COVID. We just covered that. I don't think there's any more than anything in in Wisconsin than deer. There's more deer than atoms in like molecules in the state.
3: Yeah, I thought you meant like
1: the Adams family. Yeah, um, I mean, there's certainly more. I deer think than that. both checks out. Yeah, yes. okay. I, I meant more Adam Gontier from Three uh, Days Grace. Oh, that well, that's. Oh, wow. We don't talk I, that's about that's so sphere. impressive
4: that you would know that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I am very much of a butt rock and new metal uh, historian, and I'm not proud of that fact. So yeah, let's
3: let's not, not...
0: proud of it. You introduced a whole segment about yes, it to I did, podcast as,
3: as, as the resident Durstorian, Fred Durstorian. <laughs> yeah, he's podcast, a, he story. is our Fred Durstorian, and uh, <laughs> I, I will say that I mean Rod probably lost a lot of credibility there when he said that it was impressive that you knew that, but. Uh, <laughs> I think that's fine.
4: I know everyone kind of expects me to know so much about Three Days Grace, and I really I don't even remember what band they are.
1: Listen, don't make me hate everything about you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just your your general vibe, bro. That was literally one of the worst references I've ever made. And I apologize to everyone in the audience who had to listen to that. It just does not edit this episode.
3: <laughs> uh, I'm leaving that in, but uh... <laughs> oh
0: shit, no. Right. Yeah, I just
3: remember that one song, uh, "Let's Start a Riot," uh, and then I stopped listening because that's when I realized that they were freaking Antifa.
0: Yeah, yeah, not cool with that. Those
3: Canadian Antifa Terrorist thugs, criminals. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been great so far. Uh, so, uh, so this episode, we're going to be discussing the movies "The Crudes" and "The Sorcerer's Apprentice," which are two movies that you've actually probably heard of. Uh, they're classics. They made money, oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, these ones actually, uh, I'll just get it out front right now. They're both in the black. Oh, shit. Uh, well Ooh. over budget, <laughs> what they made on these.
4: Um, I mean, The grids the oh, yeah. even got a sequel.
1: Yeah, yeah a sequel was... coming
4: out,
3: I believe, next month.
4: Yeah, this is actually timely for <laughs> Yeah, this is
3: accidentally accidentally really timely.
4: Uh, So I also want to say
0: that this episode is momentous in that we have now covered 50 different Nicolas Cage
3: movies. Oh, my
1: God.
3: (laughs) That's too many fucking movies. That's a disgusting
1: amount of movies just from one person. And we're only a little bit over halfway. (laughs) Um,
4: But to be fair, are we going to be living on a prayer? How big is this bracket that you guys made? Uh, 82 movies, I believe.
0: Yeah, I think movies. this bracket has 82 movies, some, but there yeah. have I've, been about 10 releases yes. since we made the bracket. There's
1: that been so have to fit many movies somehow. released since
3: then, I accidentally watched one of them for the show, even though it wasn't <laughs> on the bracket. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> some people say that you can't make a bracket with 82 movies. I say uh, if you find a random bracket generator, you can. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> so.
0: So, uh, without further ado, let's just jump right in, and we'll start with The Sorcerer's Apprentice, because uh, that came out first. But uh, this movie came out in 2010. It was rated PG, directed by John Turtletaub. Fuck yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm.
0: turtle. This was produced by Disney, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer
1: Films, and Saturn Films. Yeah. Oh,
0: baby. he <laughs> got, got for the, the camera work films in, in this that.
1: movie, the fact that it was, like, direct, like, you said produced by Jerry Bruckheimer? Yeah. Doesn't surprise me because the camera work in this movie is fucking. We'll, we'll get into it. <laughs> Makes me sick.
4: I mean, this is like Jerry Bruckheimer. He's like riding high off pirates, right?
1: Um, this was 2010, and I think parts the parts yeah. the Caribbean came out like the early 2000s. I know the original one. Did. Well, he's certainly
3: still riding high. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Uh, I, I'm probably on cocaine. Let's be honest.
4: Uh, oh, I'm you know, nas- National Treasure is probably what he's really riding high on.
3: Oh yeah, that's true. Um, the, uh,
0: the most notable film <laughs> ever produced. But yeah, it's good to see Saturn Films popping up again. That's uh,
1: Nick Cage's oh. film production company, if you don't remember. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, had Ab-
4: no, I had no clue.
1: Absolute <laughs> veteran on this show, let me tell you. We've seen so many Saturn Films
3: films. Yeah, he really loves uh, Saturn a lot. Yeah. Um, he's tried to buy like some of the rings off of uh, the black market. I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh,
0: Anyways... This movie had a budget of 150 million dollars and a box office gross of 215 million. So, uh, yeah.
4: you know, as that, I said, I think that's actually that's considered a light flop because you spend about as much promoting the movie as you do making it.
1: That's true. And considering we are like kind of backcountry bumpkins, we we consider anything <laughs> like a dollar profit. We consider that a victory.
3: So, yeah, yeah. If I can make 20 bucks off something. That's fucking sick. To that's be
0: fair, exactly. like. Out of the fifty movies we've watched, thirty didn't even make what their budget was. So Listen, I, I call this a win. <laughs> to if, me, if, uh, I, if I can
1: save money from going to the dollar store versus Walmart, I consider that a victory. Okay, that's oh yeah. how Country Bumpkin we uh, are here. All
5: right, you okay. Like, I mean, I'm just make money out of this, or something like.
1: I'm just
4: letting you know some Hollywood. That's uh, that's actually kind of a little bit of a flop, but not a huge one. Yeah, I'm sure Nick Cage has had much bigger flops than that. For me, oh, little yes, flop, he
3: has. Uh, little <laughs> flop just means you know my my belly is still a little bit red, but it doesn't hurt as much. Little <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> flop uh, <laughs> wasn't that wasn't that a, a person on Cash Money Records at one point?
3: Yeah, a little f- flop. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, he released an album and it only sold sixty copies.
1: Um, but well, uh, I mean. To be fair, is still sold better than that. Rob uh, was that not Robin Thick album? Who the fuck? Robin yeah. Zombie. No, Robin Thick album. Yeah, that one that <laughs> Robin sold like zombie. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Robin Thick Zombie, the one that sold five hundred thousand million copies in a week. Uh, <laughs> that big ass Dragula record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this uh, th- this one got a
0: forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics, fifty three percent from audiences. So slightly more uh, positive. Definitely a little lukewarm reception. Yeah. But uh that's that's all I got for general facts. If Mike wants to hit us with the trivia. I got a
3: little I got a little bit of triv. Um so uh Johnny Turtleboy, who directed this picture, also directed the National Treasure Pictures. So last week we had the writer of National Treasure kicking ass in G Force, and now we got uh <laughs> Turtleman with the National Treasure direction. So that's pretty hot. That is. Um, He also directed Cool Runnings and Last Vegas, which is about a bunch of old guys. Oh, and The Meg, uh, which is about a bunch of old shark. Oh,
4: wow. What? Oh, I'm looking at this. He directed Three Ninjas.
3: Oh, yeah. Three Ninjas, which is, of course, about, I think, three little kids whose, uh, like, uncle is a ninja master or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) pretty
4: much it. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, sometimes you, you spend your summer vacation with your ninja uncle and then you become three ninjas. So, uh, yeah. It happens. Wow.
1: You know what? While I was and- vacationing with my drunk uncle, you guys were on vacation with your ninja uncle. Talk about fucking class privilege over here. Yeah. Seriously.
3: Uh, so the, uh, this is uh, uh, for my numbers guys out there who are uh, measuring how many potato flakes were used in the movie Trapped in Paradise. Uh, half a ton of confetti was used in the Chinatown sequence. <laughs> half a ton. Uh, in yeah. this movie. So why
1: didn't they just use the potato flakes and color them?
3: Yeah, uh, you just spray the potato flakes. Yeah, uh, we, we we know I from think... previous episodes that you bought a bunch of potatoes to make potato flakes. We could have just donated some of them. Yeah, I, I should apologize to that guy for not calling him back, and then and like you know. Probably they're biodegradable,
1: less
0: wasteful.
3: You know, you
1: know, that guy cried himself to sleep for the rest of, life. yeah, yeah I pretty much neither. fucking owned you uh, ghosted potato dude. salesman.
3: Uh, <laughs> this is that kind of show. Uh, so, um, so the idea for this film was largely Nicolas Cage's, as he wanted to explore a mystic world with a magical character. Um, and so he said, Uh, fucking, have you seen Fantasia? Uh, what if we got Jay Baruchel as Mickey Mouse? Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, and, and, he's like,
3: and he's like, listen,
1: I want to look exactly like my character in a future movie season of the witch and outcast They haven't been cast yet, but I want to look exactly like that character.
3: Oh, yeah. I, I got to say great casting. Uh, a, a lot of people, uh, in the Amazon reviews, they pretty much said, I, I would have liked this movie if it wasn't for Jay Baruchel, but who else are you going to get to play Mickey Mouse? It's really. true. I mean, uh, he's well, got the Nicholas Cage, why not? It is curious to me that
4: you would make a movie about a sorcerer's apprentice and have oh. Jay Barishall as like a 30 year old man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh well they show him as like a toddler. Like they, 10 they do years show him as a ten year old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh of course they have to show New York one year before nine eleven, uh, because they had a little bit extra like FX budget
1: decided <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: CGI in some. We've towers. seen
3: so many movies that are set like a year before nine eleven on the
1: show in New York City. It's not even funny, yeah. uh, and a lot of them right around our uh,
0: World Trade Center episode too, which is great. That is true. <laughs>
3: Uh, what, what else do I got here? Two posters in Drake Stone's uh, apartment are actually advertisements for Magic the Gathering. I did uh, see that. Yeah, I noticed that and I wasn't sure if, like, is this a magician who just really likes Magic the Gathering or are they trying to trick me into thinking that, like, this is the name of his Well,
0: looking act. at one of them, there was, I, I, I'm not enough of a geek to know all the characters in Magic the Gathering, but uh, the character on the poster looked exactly like him. So like,
3: oh, that, I wonder if uh, I don't know. He's, a, he's, a, he's not the type of magician that you think. He just is really good at Magic the Gathering. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, to me,
4: that's the same as Magic. I, I look at those cards. I don't understand it for one second.
3: I mean, that's that's true. It takes a uh, pretty high IQ to be a Magic the Gathering <laughs> player.
1: I mean, let's be honest, though. It takes the highest IQ to play Yu-Gi-Oh.
3: That's true. And to really understand the yeah. anime, you got to be like super genius level. Yeah, super genius level and like a puss hound. Oh, uh,
1: absolutely it helps. Yeah, absolutely, that is true. I mean, um, it was a plot point in the show that Yugi just fucking like just drilled Taya every every episode. Is this Yugi or is this Yami Yugi? More, I mean Yami Yugi.
3: I mean, because that guy okay had drip, okay let's okay. be honest, he made the ladies trip. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I'll take either one. I got fucking plenty of ends to fill, baby. <laughs> um, so. uh in the early morning hours of May 4th, 2009, a Ferrari F430 uh, uh, being driven during the filming of the chase sequence lost control and careened into the window of a Sabaro restaurant. <laughs> uh, in Times Square, no less, injuring two wait, pedestrians. Wait. Did anyone like get hurt? Um, two pedestrians were injured. And then when filming resumed the following night, there was another car accident. Uh, Holy shit! And so I, I just made a note of uh, add this one to the cage body count <laughs> uh, because I think some people are dead. This is like a Twilight Zone situation.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, it's wow. so, all like those kids that got decapitated from the helicopter
3: that crashed. Yeah, but instead of like getting decapitated by a helicopter, they got squished in a sabaro. Gotta <laughs> be bit. fair, we, did, do we know if that
1: guy got uh driving lessons from Nick Cage cuz we all know that he's taken no. many
3: driving uh, lessons. So if if he had gotten fucking driving lessons from Nick Cage, he wouldn't have probably killed somebody. So. Yeah. Um. Why didn't they have
0: Nick Cage do it, really? I mean, he's got the skills. We learned that from God in Sixty Seconds. But. Yeah, he
3: knows how to drive, and he's also he went to sorcery school for this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, learned a bunch of spells and shit. Played like Skyrim. Learned Ring. how to play Magic the Gathering. <laughs> <laughs> they were in in the fucking uh, the trailer. Uh, their their trailers. They were playing Magic the Gathering uh, whenever they weren't filming. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so. <laughs> Nicholas yeah. Cage,
4: basically. A- Nick and Jay just playing <laughs> Magic the Gathering all day.
3: <laughs> Jay Barrelshell's like, Well, why don't I call my friend Seth Rogan?" Ho ho! <laughs> 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 um, that's all I got for trivia. <laughs> <laughs> <kidding me>. um, <laughs> although I did, uh, <laughs> so in the IMDb trivia, there was one that I found interesting. Uh, but I didn't take note of, but I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. Um, so the, the character Horvath. Horvath is a Hungarian word um, that means Croatian. Uh, so, <laughs>
2: okay.
3: Uh, I've heard the name before, but I didn't know what the fuck that meant. So, yeah, um, Doc Ock was a Hungarian Croatian dude, yeah. which is pretty cool. And we'll talk about
1: Alfred, Alfred Molina once we get to the synopsis, because I have a lot to say about Alfred Molina. Mm. Well, yeah, uh, speaking of
0: the synopsis, I'm going to jump into that now. Yeah, uh, pretty much tapped out, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, we begin with, like, a little story that this starts out, and apparently Merlin had three apprentices, Balthazar, who was played by Nicolas Cage, Veronica, and uh, Horvath, who-
1: uh, Veronica? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. Her name's just Veronica. I mean if you really need to know more than that.
0: Okay, it was Veronica
1: Gore-Loyson or something. I I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, one of those but most cool... of the movie they just call yeah. her Veronica. I, I think it was Veronica Mars to be specific.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's and... very funny. It's just such a plain name for yeah. Balthazar and Hor- Horvath.
3: Should have been oh, like Oh and yeah. Veronica.
1: Well, to be fair, just like Hollywood, they had to had an underdeveloped
3: female character. So at first yeah. they couldn't give her that interesting of a name. Yeah, they at least changed her into- it. Was originally going to be like uh, Balthazar Horvath and Jenny. Um, yeah. They were like, "Let's let's fuck." I guess we'll spice it up a little bit. What's what's an Archie character we could we could snag?
0: Anyways, uh, apparently Horvath betrayed Merlin by teaming up with Morgana Le Fay and uh, killed Merlin. And then Veronica, like, sucked Morgana into her body with some sort of soul binding, but Morgana began to destroy Veronica from the inside, and uh, Cage stopped this whole process by trapping them in a Russian nesting doll. Then Merlin gave Cage a dragon pendant that will help identify Merlin's successor. Who is the only one who can defeat Morgana And until then Morgana must remain trapped in the nesting doll Which is called like the Grimhold or some shit And then uh, apparently Cage is like a mortal And just searches through the ages for a successor But doesn't find one until the year 2000 Where we begin with the song The Middle by Jimmy Eat World <laughs> playing
4: Hell uh, yeah That's absolutely sick
0: It is really sick And it's over a montage of 10 year old Dave uh, not Not our Dave what? Um. Though I believe this Dave also likes Jimmy Eat World.
3: Um. <laughs> no, the Dave with the little uh mouse ears and the fucking yeah, little Mickey Mouse. What? Dave. This is
4: Baby J. Baby J. <laughs> Baby J. Mickey Mouse. Dave.
3: <laughs> yes. What? Uh, if they they could have made it more complicated, uh, but they decided not to. So. <laughs> But yes, uh, and we see he's,
0: like, flirting with a classmate. She writes him a note, but before he can read it, it blows away into the wind, and uh, chasing after it uh, leads him to a bookstore run by Nicholas Cage, who sees this kid and is like, hey, why
1: don't you try out this ring? Like, immediately. <laughs> like, I, hey, I mean, you I look get... pretty cool. Try this thing on real quick. Yeah. You can tell it was a very Hollywood producer moment there. Mm-hmm. I like, yeah, I, I, this is how I talk to kids all the time. So it's fucking fun. <laughs> hey Luckily in my creepy dark shop and try something on real quick. That's basically what the kind of energy we got going on here. Yeah, Brian Singer had a hand in writing this. But um <laughs> <laughs> I think Dan Schneider was in the background too. <laughs>
0: yeah, somewhere around there. So uh he gives the ring to Dave, which like immediately what? like uh okay, he gives the ring to Minnie J Barishell, which uh, now like bonds with him and shows that he is the successor of Merlin. And uh Cage is like, all right, this is awesome. Don't touch anything. I'm gonna go get something. And the first thing Dave
3: does is open the nesting doll. Oh yeah. Cause, oh my god. I mean, Classic. Yeah. How do you how do you not? touch the most cursed thing in the room. <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, as well, soon as... when I see a nesting doll, I do have to open it.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I want to see the smallest doll as quickly as I can.
3: That's true. But he, yeah. he kind of gets like one doll in and then doesn't really give a fuck because uh, Alfred Molina appears and he's made out of bugs. Yeah. And, and like, uh, oh shit, you're Doc Ock for Spider-Man 2! And they just kind of geek out for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's a real fanboy moment. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I was I was a little
0: confused by why like he appeared as like cockroaches, like that was never touched again. There was no
1: connection to yeah. bugs anywhere else. He's just supernatural. Why do you have? Um, why do you need an explanation? Is my question.
3: I was hoping it was going to be like a, the mummy situation, where the the bugs like crawled under the kid's skin and then he uh, died. Yeah. <laughs> Gets mummified by these scarabs. <laughs> yeah. End of movie. Would Find have been a, a nice then, apprentice. Uh, then it's just
4: uh, It's just your guy uh, Balthazar. He's fighting them, and that's that's actually a much cooler thing.
3: Yeah, I mean, who gives a shit about this dumb kid? Yeah. <laughs> he got eaten by
0: bugs. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, the the bad guy that comes out of the thing is Horvath, the one we heard about from the story that had betrayed Merlin, and he and Cage start fighting pretty much immediately until Cage grabs him and... Pulls them into like a sand pot. I don't really know how to describe it exactly, but they turn into sand and end up in the pot.
3: Yeah, it's funny because they, so they get like absorbed into this vase, and so naturally their like faces are painted on the side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and For some reason, nobody's like walking past this vase and being like, hey, why is Nicolas Cage painted on that thing? I mean, it's Nicolas Cage. Why not? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's Nicolas Cage. Why not? We're going to have to cut that one. Uh, (laughs) From the soundboard. I didn't consent to being in the soundboard. I'm sorry. (laughs) Actually, in the episode I took that clip from, I believe you
0: said, we're going to use that as a tagline.
3: Well... Uh, it's Nicolas Cage, someone. but uh,
0: so so Minnie J. Baruchel who is Dave, uh, forget about our Dave, now. Little Mickey um, Dave, he walks out and his class is there, and he's like, Look, the wizard's inside. And they look inside, and there's nothing in there, and uh, they all think he's lame, and he peed his pants because he's a, <laughs> a little baby piss boy. <laughs> he doesn't have
3: Billy Madison there to freaking pee his pants, too, so he looks like a real jackass.
0: So, Flash to the Future, it's 10 years later, it's 2010, and Dave is played by Jay Barishell finally. What? So, I'll start saying that so I can you know, stop hearing Dave.
1: I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't f- like aware of the actor, but no shit for like two seconds. I'm like, wait, is that Nathan Fielder? <laughs> <God. laughs> so, my notes, I call him Nathan Fielder because I didn't remember the character's name. Definitely should have been
0: Barishell. He runs into. <clears throat> Becky, that girl who he traded notes with all those years ago, and he's like all excited to see her. Uh, apparently he's like a physics TA or something even though he's 20. I don't, I don't understand it. Usually you have to be in grad school. Um,
3: well, I mean, he's such a big fucking nerd as we saw earlier. Maybe he... Well, uh,
4: and he's also I mean, he's he's, uh, he's going to be the next Merlin or whatever. Yeah, he's oh, MJ. So he's, MJ Merlin yeah, he's Jr. the
1: prime Merlinian. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. He's
4: like actually pretty good at physics because of that. Oh Yeah,
0: I forgot that is mentioned <laughs> later in the movie. Like, literally, it's like, your brain is, like, bigger. Their explanation for how sorcery works in this movie is that most people use 10% of their brain. It's literally that Lucy, Lucy movie. Lucy, yeah, it's yeah. that Lucy movie. And that may sound like a joke, but it's not. That's legitimately
4: <laughs> Morgan I Freeman like scrolled in. I'm oh, sorry. That's, like, the explanation for so many movies. It's like, oh, this, like, uh, isn't that how Limitless works?
3: You're unlocking he takes your can and
4: potential. Unlock. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I haven't seen Limitless, but it is such a weird trope to build a movie on because I feel like everybody knows that as like a common misconception.
3: You know what I mean? Yeah, Uh, It's like having a movie where the entire basis is that your blood is blue before it hits the air. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So Becky is working at a
0: college radio station. They do some like flirty stuff a little bit, Um, but he's bare shells is bad at it. But uh, yeah, we also. You know, why is he, this
3: nerd? Uh, he's got to play some more Magic the Gathering so he can fucking smash that puss. Yeah, for whatever <laughs> reason, he kind of looks like the guy that
1: would complain on incel forums. <laughs>
3: <laughs> kind of acts like it too, let's
0: be honest. Then we see that uh, Horvath and Nicolas Cage have broken out of their pot finally. And uh, <laughs> they,
1: they put down the pipe for a minute. <laughs> after,
4: after 10 years of intense fighting
1: in the pot. I mean, he must have been so high.
3: Yeah. <laughs> must have been. freaking out of my pot and now I'm feeling just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Fine. Um, Best I could do. So. Anyways. Uh,
0: so, like... Horvath immediately goes out and tries to kill, like, Jay Baruchel and get him to give him the rusting doll. The rusting doll. The nesting doll. But luckily, Nicolas Cage shows up on a flying metal bird and saves him. And uh, he tells Dave, like, that the nesting doll what? holds many different bad wizards in its layers. And also explains th- the thing about sorcerers. using in their whole brain.
3: Um, so is it, like, the 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 baddest wizard? Is it, like, in the smallest one? So uh, as long as you don't get all the way to the middle, you'd be like, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it, it's it's like kind of like an ogre or an onion. <laughs> <Yeah>. where, mm-hmm. <laughs> there are layers. And uh, the deeper in you go, the worse it gets. But they go to Chinatown uh, to get the nesting doll, the Grimhold.
3: And all um, they find is uh, half a ton of confetti. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that fun
0: fact that Mike had. It's a great callback right there.
1: The Grimhold is such a bad name for a thing. It really is. is. There's a lot of names in this movie where I'm just like, (laughs) that you could have done better.
4: (laughs) That's absolutely like the first take. That's just like, yeah, yeah, Grimphold works.
3: We could punch this up. Or the first take was probably Bad Hold.
0: (laughs) 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 Evidently, uh, Horvath has gotten to to, uh, the nesting doll first, and already. Opened the first layer of the Grimhold, releasing another bad guy. Yes, as,
1: and, as I uh, call a uh, shirtless uh, uh, stereotype man.
0: Yep, yeah, shirtless stereotype man who was apparently captured in, like, 4th century China. And of course, he has to, like, spawn in Chinatown. <laughs> yes.
1: <that's>, nothing wrong <laughs> uh,
0: with that, Disney. So Cage gets the Grimhold from Horvath before he can open another layer, traps Balthazar and some ropes. Or sorry, traps Horvath in some ropes cages. Well. Yeah, he sorry. traps
1: uh, Horvath in some blasted ropes. Yeah, right? he's <laughs>
3: shooting some ropes all over Horvath. <laughs>
4: blasted ropes, cool.
1: You know, honestly, and oh. a you know, uh, you know, quick, uh, uh, quick aside here, Horvath sounds like Horbath, and every time, like, it just sounds like Horbath to me. Like, it yeah, doesn't I, sound.
3: <laughs> I was watching this with my roommate, and uh, I thought it was Horbath at first, so I kept making jokes like, "Hey, isn't that what they call it when your mom gets in the tub?" and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but then it turns out that she's actually a really sweet lady. So. <laughs>
0: okay. So those jokes were a little off base. But yeah, uh, Cade pretty much immediately defeats the other bad guy and uh, they go off and uh, try to teach Jay Baruchel some magic. And uh, he learns a little bit but he's pretty distracted by all those lovey-dovey feelings he has for Becky. Yeah,
1: he's like, sweet, I want to learn magic so now I can fuck. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the name has to be Becky, too, by the way. Talk about some real incel energy of this movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> what, if only he was named,
0: uh, or uh, Nicolas Cage was named Chad or something. I don't know. <laughs> but um, We got Veronica's already, so. Chad Baltazar. <laughs> He he does end up using his magic a little bit to help him uh, when Becky gets mugged and he runs after the mugger and like beats him up with magic to get the purse back. And uh, she doesn't see the magic going on, but she's like super oh, and, happy he got her her and purse. You know, and I,
1: I think we should mention too. Um, I think it's kind of cool to have a movie uh, where the main hero has to essentially commit a hate crime to get an, uh, his <laughs> possessions back. For his, it is uh, always good. Fake girlfriend.
3: Yeah, Once he was... again, not
1: incel energy of this movie at all.
3: No, he really went all uh, Bruce Willis in the Death Wish remake. <laughs> <laughs> he went Nick Cage in Rage. Yeah, same same energy
0: so like Cage is super angry about Baruchel's meetings with Becky because he's saying like love is a distraction yeah. and magic is the way yeah
1: he's just saying like yo <laughs> you gotta be confident bro like what the fuck <laughs> you gotta stop blasting
3: all your magic away
0: meanwhile Horvath is finding a goon to help him defeat Cage and Baruchel, who is apparently like a like a Chris Angel style uh, like show magician who we we talked about already he spends most of his time playing
1: magic the gathering and uh yeah so i i put him in my notes as a metrosexual fancy lad <laughs> <laughs> um so that's what he's up
0: to uh then we we see a little more like scenes with uh jay and becky they're like uh, flirting. He he plays music on some Tesla coils from her being like, before all I saw was physics. But now I see the music in life and I am lit up by your
1: oh, b- beauty. Yes. And what we do movie. need to understand, too, is like that beautiful music is one republic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, like, hey, what, what if one I, what if I he, use
3: my fucking magic to play one republic for you?
1: Yeah, and... She drives right up. And she's just like,
0: wow, you were listening last night to my underground
3: <laughs> You know, bands. I was honestly it's thinking so about cool. that, like,
1: underground music radio station loves playing One Republic. <laughs> <laughs> they use this song a lot, yeah. too. that's... Just, j- um, you didn't have to give all that secret away. Yeah. You didn't have to. You could have not spoiled that. hmm
0: Yeah, it is the song Secrets for the record. Uh, don't look it up.
1: <laughs> no. It's just really boring. Yeah. I'd rather have fucking
3: One Republic than Imagine Dragons, though. True. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, Imagine Dragons I don't think was around yet. Mm-hmm. Um, But it wouldn't would have been pr- pretty fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> We've sadly yeah, two, ha- haven't been around
4: yet. 2010 is pretty early for for the Imagine Dragons type band. Yeah, yeah. that'd be like I'm trying to think. We I, don't I mean, know I think One I
0: Republic' "Disale" did kind of song flavor. by AWOL Nation had come out, which is kind oh, of yeah. that same vein. I feel like
3: AWOL Nation, <laughs> never forget, dude. I feel like the the first song,
4: maybe like Pumped Up Kicks is like the song that I remember that like, like the pop rock song that really started a new thing. <laughs> that was not for me.
3: Mm. Yeah, that was uh, the beginning of the end of music, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the,
4: I wouldn't say that. It's just, yeah, I mean,
3: yeah, gotta, I, mean, yeah I, 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 agree. It, it certainly opened up the world to all the uh, Portugal the that we have now. Yes, uh, I mean, you know, the
1: the golden age of music that was started by new metal ended by <laughs> this this era. Yes, so <laughs> uh, yeah,
4: that is true. New metal had a short run, but it was very important.
3: Oh, objectively, yes. Yeah, oh, wow. uh, and of course, our resident Fred Storian is going to agree with that. Um, <laughs>
0: So um, after a couple more encounters between Mickey Mouse Man and um, Horvath and uh, Chris Angel, Cage decides to tell him the full truth of what's going on—that he is the the prime Merlinian, as they call him, and is the one destined to uh, save.
3: He says it with a straight uh, face too, which yeah. is pretty. That's I, a I,
0: I could not type that out in my notes either without it trying to change it to Prime Meridian. Yep, everything too. <laughs> Constantly. And yeah. I also oh, thought I that's it. what
1: they said at first, and I'm like, what? Oh Merlin oh, like Merlin the wizard. Oh, okay. I'm like, that's really stupid.
4: <laughs> Merlin definitely came up with that. And I think that's actually really cool of him.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he came up with that. And then decided to call himself Merlin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. just like this. This sounds cool, but means nothing currently.
0: <laughs> but it will. <laughs> uh, Mickey Mouse is pretty distressed to hear the fact that he's the coming of a prophecy and has all this big shit he's got to do to defeat this big wizard called Morgana Le Fay. And so he's like, hey, I need a break again, even though we haven't really learned anything at all. And I'm going to like meet up with Becky and she's coming over he's got to clean the lab and uh, he recreates that scene from Fantasia uh, with uh,
3: the brooms and shit yeah they're like oh uh, we could make this the entire movie but um... he's
0: cleaning up the lab with a spell where he animates mops and brooms and they go overboard predictably and uh, Becky yeah. arrives when he's trying to stop them and he fucks up telling her that it's not a good time and uh, he he thinks he has ruined his potential relationship there but uh, luckily, Cade shows up, fixes the mess, and, uh, you know, Jay talks things out with uh, Becky, and, and things are good. Frickin' blasts all over again. At this point, you might be a little bit confused, because I think I'm alternating between calling him Dave, Jay, and Mickey Mouse, what? but know that they're all the same person. <laughs> Why don't you call him
1: Nathan Fielder like I did?
0: <laughs> yeah, I go. So... Uh, oh. Evidently uh Horvath like Jedi mind tricked the school administration into showing him all the information on uh on uh, Nathan Fielder. He finds the sorcery practice location, busts in on it, steals the, the grim hold, and uh in the process reveals that he did all this because he's a sad incel that got mad that Veronica chose Cage <laughs> over him. There's a yeah, lot once, of incelery. In I was this gonna movie. say
1: some real incel energy in this movie, I'm glad I was right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, yeah. incelery I mean <laughs> the he could message.
4: definitely, he would definitely be using his magic to fuck, but instead he's just upset for over a
1: thousand years. Yeah. Holding it's this serious very, grudge. Very cool. That's like the no-fap record at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, listen, they only like those Becky... Wait, there is a Becky in this movie.
3: Just Fuck. do what I did. Stop watching porn, cold turkey, trap yourself in a vase for a thousand years. <laughs>
1: yeah. Take cold showers. <laughs> I've become a real monk and a wizard, literally. <laughs> For all our listeners, wizard is a person who's not jacked off in a significant amount of time. That's what they call no fap, no members who do
3: that. Yeah. So that I mean,
1: to be fair, in this movie, most of the wizards have not jacked off in a long time. It seems like.
3: Yeah, that's why a lot they're, of them are pretty angry. Their beards are so like big and white because it has to like find somewhere else to yeah. manifest or whatever. They're they're old. They're kind of smart, but they are full of cum, and it just
1: yeah. has to come out of their pores somewhere.
3: Yeah, they're not young, beard. dumb, and full of cum. They're like old, decrepit, full of cum. <laughs>
1: So, um, um
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> Cage and Baruchel chase after them, uh, and there's a car chase where they like. Are able to turn their cars into different vehicles the whole time, like uh,
3: yeah. But they're not able to warn the innocent uh, <laughs> bystanders. <laughs> bystanders at the Sabaro restaurant. I, I was gonna <laughs> yeah. say, like,
0: I thought this was a pretty cool scene, actually, probably the best scene of the movie. But now that I found out that like several <laughs> innocent strangers
1: got injured in the making of it, it taints it a little bit. Now but, my um, question is,
3: was it like a stunt gone wrong, or some guys like I'm just gonna drive really fast? <laughs> Uh, he's one of those guys who he, like, drives better drunk, uh, but he, like, went one <laughs> step too far, uh, I think.
4: <laughs> yeah, one too many. That's it.
3: He was just a hot couch guy who owned a Ferrari. Is that what's it's called? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so you got to be careful with that kind of thing.
0: So uh, Horvath gets away in the car chase, and uh, apparently he needs like extra wizard energy to open up the next layers of this Grimhold. And he does that by killing Chris Angel, Magic: The Gathering dude, and using his ring to open up the next layer, which reveals the baddie Abigail Williams, who is a real person from the Salem witch trials. But uh, she basically goes Wait, out name drop guys seriously. Oh yeah, that's
4: that's honestly so cool to bring up the Salem witch trials, a thing where twenty. People people were murdered for being a fake thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Honestly, they should have brought great? Giles Corey that... to be like, yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> Those are the legends
3: uh, that we,
1: we have based our entire lore off of. Yeah. <laughs> i talk about legends over here. <laughs> fucking Salem with
3: trial, the, the accusers,
1: some real fucking legends over here. Yeah. And it's...
3: maybe my freaking ex-wife was a freaking uh, witch. <laughs> 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 I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which But goddamn wife
3: uh, that's um, I hate my freaking wife that's definitely an Amazon review for this somewhere uh, where, like, <laughs> my wife made me rent this so I burned her at the stake
1: you know I will uh, say as an aside there is not that much boomer energy in the Amazon reviews usually which I kind of like yeah, um, I, I found some, though. So. Oh,
3: yes, okay. yes.
0: So Abigail Williams being released goes out and captures Becky. And then she's like, all right, Horvath, I got her. What do I do now? And he's like, you die so I can open the next layer. She is literally in this movie for probably 30 seconds. I don't know why I mentioned her even. And she's also a child. But, so they yeah, murdered a child. A child. Yeah. He didn't murder a child. and uh, Deserved it, but still. He drains her power and he's like, all right, the last layer, I just need Merlin's ring to open this up. So he uh, holds Becky hostage and uh, <laughs> gets gets uh, Baruchel to give him Merlin's ring and then runs off with the Grimhold. Now with enough power to open it and release Morgana, but he's got to do it in
4: Central Park for some reason. It's just a place to do it. It has the most magical energy
3: in New York, I imagine. Yeah, yeah it's true. from like all the John Lennon ashes and stuff. Put in there.
1: <laughs> okay, so a quick aside on that. There's one scene in the movie. I think it was Nick Cage. He didn't he literally walk through the gateway where John Lennon got fucking murdered. Uh, probably. Yeah. There's like it, a part it, where they walk through like a lobby that looks like like the entrance of like an apartment building. I swear to God, that's where John Lennon was assassinated.
3: It looked exactly the, the same. old Dakota. Uh, that's where uh, it was. Yeah. And freaking, uh, if you look closely, Yoko Ono's in the window, just like laughing her ass off.
1: <laughs> well, she you knows she's doing there ow kind of you know fucking thing. Avant-garde beautiful art, I've been told. (laughs) (laughs) I've been told, yeah. Uh, But uh,
0: so, ringless uh, bearish shell is useless. So, uh, cage. Goes off to stop Horvath from releasing Morgana, and uh, Barishell explains the whole situation to Becky, who's just been dragged into this by her being hostage, and she's like, well, since I'm here, I'm gonna help you out, and Barishell concocts a crazy scheme to strap a giant Tesla coil to the front of his car and use it to go zap Horvath.
1: Yes, uh, uh, was it strap a giant Tesla coil around their Tesla? Right, that's when the yeah. Tesla's first
0: started. Yeah, coming I up. think just, that's where uh, <laughs> where the
1: idea came from.
0: Yes,
3: they're just like bumping skillet from the the fucking Tesla coil on the car. <laughs> yeah. So what's the butt rockiest, lamest thing I could play for you? Oh, wow. Cause I feel like a wizard. <laughs> I'm sorry, I know that reference too. By the way, it's
1: very sad. <laughs> but uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hot, you're right. <laughs> uh,
0: Horvath frees Morgana, and she begins to raise all sorts of dead sorcerers around the world. And uh, Cage and Horvath duke it out, but Baruchel shows up just in time to zap Horvath with his Tesla. Uh, and Becky manages to disrupt Morgana's power by like turning a satellite that she's using to amplify her energy. I could have gone a lot more in depth into this, but uh, y- you're just going to have to live
4: with that. Uh, I mean, this all sounds like it makes perfect sense. It's really easy to understand.
3: Yeah, Yeah. it's uh, one of the things that they were really striving for in this movie was to not make it super convoluted. (laughs) Um, And I think they succeeded (laughs) at that. I think they did, too.
1: It just involves a plan to like bring all uh, sorcerers back to life to do something. Yeah, yeah,
4: we all know you bring all the sorcerers back to life. You use a satellite to magnify your magic power this all makes sense it checks Uh, out
1: step three easy to
4: understand
1: step four, profit
0: you know it's just how it works wizards conduct electricity so you can
1: zap them with a big
0: (laughs) coil it's all like it's all a big thing
1: you know i don't Um, want to listen to no (laughs) scientists fucking wizards how do they work (laughs) this stuff all easily checks
3: out
0: morgana's like all pissed that her plans being thwarted so she attacks baruchelle and cage but uh, Baruchel realizes he can still use magic without the ring because he's he's the big special boy. He's, he's uh, well,
4: he's of course the Prime Merlinian.
3: We <laughs> yes, all know the, that
0: the Prime <laughs>
4: Merlinian.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't don't get it twisted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just blasts Morgana into dust.
1: But he turns to find that Morgana had killed Nicolas Cage. I, I was starting and, to cry because, and this is another big. Uh, thing about Nick Cage movies he always fucking dies
3: mm-hmm. so I expected him to honestly die yeah it breaks my heart still every time
1: it is
0: really really trying on on the soul to see it's like watching your person. father
3: die
4: over and over and over again that is it's tough it's really tough my to sexy see die. father die
0: don't worry in this one Bear Shell's like hey if if she can like stop his heart maybe I can start it again and he does yeah and she' Nick got a Cage heart back <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh in the uh, the '80s version of this movie, we would have had a pretty solid and fitting soundtrack. But um... <laughs> so
0: Cage is alive; he's with Veronica now, who is normal because Morgana's not in her. Uh, I know I only mentioned that at the very beginning of the movie, and I'm mentioning it again now because, like, it's really not relevant <laughs> very often.
4: But... Right? I uh, mean, it's it's a perfect thing that I love in every movie is uh, when there's just like a woman to win as a trophy. Yes, that's like one of my favorite things.
0: It's uh, you know, it's really the backbone of uh, of good storytelling. Yes, yes. Like, sometimes, sometimes people try to of a do lot this of like, Nick
1: cage movie,
4: this hero's
0: journey shit, or like the three act structure. And no, it's woman trophy.
3: Sometimes it's it's hard to communicate to the audience, you know, uh, what your end goal is, and so if there's some, you know big milky titted (laughs) lady you know i mean i
1: mean to be fair talk about trophy woman you would be a very lovely trophy wife one day jess well thank you i guess but
3: uh yeah i'd fucking i'd kill a demon for you or whatever (laughs) okay i'd frankly
1: walk 500 miles and maybe even 500 more oh (laughs) from that song well
4: romantic very
0: romantic, but uh, I'm not taking new suitors at this time. This, uh, so it's the end of the movie. It's good times, evil is vanquished, yes. and, uh, uh, happily ever the, after the end. The movie
1: ends with, once again, that One Republic song playing for the third fucking time.
0: Yeah, they really love that song. Not nope. on the soundtrack, though. Fun they they also, re-
1: at, at one point in the movie, they recreate it. I think you mentioned it, but they recreate it using the Tesla coils.
0: Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned specifically that they played that on the Tesla coils but that is one what a Along waste what a waste of some right?
1: like Stevie very wondered, uh, you know <laughs> of a resource. <laughs> like it's like we have this amazing thing we're going to use it to recreate like boring 2010s fucking radio rock. <laughs> Not even radio pop more like. <laughs> um, I mean they
3: they did play superstition and that's a jam I got to say. I don't know. Yeah that's I mean, a it's... jam. Uh but they should have played fucking Don't Stop Believin' <laughs> bro. <laughs> But but that's the whole movie. Uh a, what's everybody's thoughts on this? There's a post-credit scene also. Uh, oh, I missed that. that. Oh, where uh it implies that Horvath is still alive and he gets the Mickey Mouse hat from Balthazar's shop. you fucking asshole. Like I really Oh, oh, oh wait, that did happen. You're right. That that really no, it, did happen. It did happen. That's
0: crazy. Uh, oh, I uh, totally missed that. Wait, did he really grab a Mickey Mouse hat?
3: Uh well I actually didn't see the scene either, but I I I did read uh someone say that the hat that he grabs I think is supposed to be the It's not like it's not the Mickey Mouse ears, right? I, th- I think it's the hat from Fantasia with the It's it's oh. the big, it's the big blue hat.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, I the reason I didn't see that is because the uh tour I I mean the 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 copy that I bought uh ended uh when the credits began. So the, I got the same copy. <laughs> yeah, the same copy uh, from a very reputable source. Uh, from Pirate, I, I mean Best Buy. Um, God, yeah, best you buy. have to go
4: to Best Buy, buy the
3: best DVDs. Yes. Specifically DVD. I'm, Blu-ray? I don't fuck with Blu-ray, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And best Buy is one of my favorite stores to just waltz in without a mask and just kind of browse for a few hours. So. <laughs>
0: But
1: yeah what 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 did everybody think of this one um it's okay i I really don't have that many like significant feelings about it. I will say it was kinda of cool seeing an early appearance from Nathan
3: Fielder, but that's really <laughs> the only
1: like memorable thing about this movie for me uh
3: yeah it was uh it was fine um it was like uh there was not enough songs in it um <laughs> should have been more songs uh that's about it, yeah, right. I think they should have had more
1: <laughs> once again new metal and like, you know, fucking uh, butt
3: rock songs in this movie. It would have made it much better. If you're going to freaking get One Republic (laughs) on the bill, why why aren't you going to put that Too Late to Apologize song? That shit rules, dude. Too late to turn burn. (laughs) It's too late. Too late to bring
1: back (laughs) Nick Cage After he let him die But yeah
0: uh, I mean if they were going to run with any song that was in it I think they should have ran with the Jimmy World song
3: Personally Um, Just over and over
4: again (laughs) Oh my god that would be such a That's like a tough sell for me I mean I love that song but I don't know how many times I could hear it in a movie (laughs) Without like just (laughs) Without being like taken out of it.
0: it It's I mean it's (laughs)
1: <laughs> i want to have Very like true. a big budget movie that was just so cheap they could only
3: license one song and that's the song i want to see a movie like that what if it's different parts of the song just like dispersed out uh in the movie
0: <laughs> it's lyrically yeah. relevant though It's would say it's, yeah it just it takes, just some, takes time. some time it, uh, girl.
3: you're
0: in the middle of the ride but uh in the end everything will be just fine and uh You'll get the girl, and Cage will
4: get random woman. <laughs> and we'll also get the girl that we all remember from the very beginning of the movie.
1: Yes. Now, to be fair, once again, in Cell Energy, yeah. Nick Cage just wants a woman. <laughs> <laughs> he wants a woman to control and, I mean, be, be in a relationship
3: with, because he cares about her a lot. Yeah, he's, <laughs> uh, he's pro-choice, as in he wants to choose his woman and then choose how she lives. <laughs> uh, <so. laughs>
2: Um,
0: I thought this was, like, a solid movie. It wasn't, like, great.
1: It's a movie that I frankly wouldn't, won't remember, like, three days from now.
0: Yeah, it wasn't terrible either. It had
1: some cool action scenes. By Uh, by the grace of God, I won't remember this three days from now.
4: I mean, it's, like, fine, but I I do feel like I could have definitely liked it more. There's, like, a lot of stuff in it that is, like, the stupid shit that I like. Mm Mm-hmm. But it just like uh, I don't know.
3: It's, it, yeah, I mean, it just kind of falls flat in a lot of areas, and I, I don't know. It's one of those movies where it's very apparent that like ten guys got a room and were constantly rewriting the script over and over again, and it was like being handed to somebody else, uh, and it's kind of a mess in that in that regard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm
4: looking at this. There's so there's three people screenplay by, and then story by three. Three basically different people. Oh, yeah. Which is, which means that a lot of people really worked on this.
3: (laughs) Yeah. It's sometimes you get a script that's so good um, that you just want to, you know, just take another pass at it. (laughs) You just
4: keep passing it to different writers, different writing teams to hope they get it right.
3: Yeah. And it can only get better from there. Exactly. Um, So, yeah.
0: Another thing that happened in this movie is I, I get kind of annoyed when movies try to explain things like magic with science because like you know like science is it just takes me out of the movie. Yeah, you don't I mean need science to try is and fake and magic it. is real. So. Exactly, that's true. Yeah,
1: that's true. I mean the the science of wearing masks is kind of out, but the magic of not wearing masks. It's absolutely a fucking thing.
0: But, yeah, I, I just say just let magic be magic. Don't try to explain it because, like, I actually know a thing or two about science, so it just takes yeah, me bitch. out. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm a pretentious bitch. And yes, so don't right. try and then, to
3: trick me into thinking that Magic the Gathering is some fucking <laughs> dog and pony show when I know it's actually a really complex game that I'm really good at. And that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, Jess knows a lot of weird facts about
1: science, and she also wrote the song Weird Science by Ongo Bongo. Yes. Yes, I did.
4: But and and also oh, the movie Weird oh, Science. I forget, this is also, I don't, I, I'm actually not a big fan of Jay uh, Barashaw as like a leading actor. And That's this is so like crazy. the time, this is a time when they really were trying to figure out how to make him a lead actor in things.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you guys keep mentioning like, his name. I've never heard of this person, which is amazing <laughs> to me.
3: <laughs> he's, you know, he's that little twerp and knocked up and uh, he's in this is the end. Uh, he's man seeking woman. Where, which is uh, essentially plays... this movie, but with, like, hallucinations. <laughs> Honestly, depressing yeah, be... factoid, I've
4: never seen any of those movies. He truly is only good as a little twerp. That's, like, his best role. Yeah. He's in the movie Goon, he's good in that, and he's just, like, a little, like, creepy little twerp, and he's great.
3: Yeah, exactly. He's, like, Seth Rogen's tired friend, is how I would describe him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. just uh. looks tired.
4: Yeah. yeah, to like make him the lead of your big action movie, oof.
3: Yeah, <laughs> definitely a, a swing <laughs> That's and a, a miss. miss for
1: me. <laughs> um,
3: I mean, definitely Michael Cera would play a better, more like believable swashbuckling hero than this guy. Uh, it makes yeah. you wonder why this isn't a huge, fully fleshed out franchise at this point. Uh, but maybe Especially we'll get with there the, with that um, post-credit sequence to go off. <laughs> yeah, the fucking. <laughs> Nick Fury walking into the magic shop scene. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, this isn't the Marvel, you know, cinematic universe for sure. It could have been. That's why Disney yeah. had to go and fucking buy Marvel and Star Wars because <laughs> this didn't work out for them.
4: I would have really like believed in this film, you know, if they didn't have my mad Jay Baruchel in it. I could have.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, after reading the Amazon reviews, a very common feeling. There's just so m- there was so many like angry old women that were like. There's a lot of things I liked about this movie, but that one fucking kid sucks. Who the fuck is this kid? <laughs> so, hell yeah, dude. And, that rocks. And he was like, he's 27
4: playing a 20-year-old. I don't know that you need him you know, to be.
1: When I looked up the age, I'm like, there's no fucking way this guy was in his late 20s. Are you fucking kidding me? He looks like a teenager. I'm like, no fucking way.
0: So yeah, I guess, uh, it, does anybody else have other things to toss in, or should we go to Dave's uh, little summary? Yeah, I've already forgotten. Dave, do you, have, do
1: you have a summary of this film?
2: Yeah!
4: All right. Hey. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> oh, God, what, do. Do. What, hey, what the fuck are you kids doing on my fucking low? And don't
3: look What's at that? me when I'm fucking talking to you.
0: Wow. Uh, that's, that's
2: a pretty good summary.
0: That's a pretty good <laughs> summary of the film. There's, there's uh, <laughs> some wizards arguing, and then uh, yeah, and another, another wizard very comes Very significant out and just, like, notes. I think he did a better job
2: wand.
1: than Jess. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think he did a better job than Jess, honestly. you did a good job, man.
3: Yeah, it blows my mind that Jess act, like takes notes during the movies and then... Dave just fucking big dicks his way in here and shows that you don't even have to really watch him. <laughs> he just drops a red pill every fucking time.
0: Goddamn, uh, Dave! I think they want you, want you to hack- replace right? me. You're awesome. hack- <laughs>
5: I mean, it's like hacking is like my life. Uh, well, on that
3: note, I, I have some Amazon reviews from the angry drunken people who write Amazon reviews. Um, I have one from Test Forty Nine, who writes, "Great movie." I have watched this movie several times, and I never tire of it. Of course, it's fantasy, but at times I've wished I could have magical powers—the <laughs> magical powers that Nicolas Cage had. Paybacks <laughs> are surely a bitch sometimes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: so, Tess, like <laughs>
1: um, there were there were so many like non-essential parts of that review. <laughs> Basically, the gist you- of it
3: is: uh, I want Nicolas Cage's powers so nobody could ever wrong me. And
1: I think that you need
4: to go ahead and mark that review as helpful. Yeah. That's a very helpful review. Extremely.
0: I, too, have sometimes <laughs> wished I've had magical powers. So yeah, to hear too, from right? the perspective of a person like that.
3: Um... If I had fucking magic powers, I'd never have to wipe again. So you're you're <laughs> preaching to the choir, sister. Uh, John Lindsay writes, uh, good rent, worth the money. What are you ten years to see this movie and did not disappoint? What? Um, so what? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the point is that yeah he, he is trying to get across here. But wait, um, so what
1: are ten years?
3: What are you ten years to see this movie and did not disappoint? <laughs> so he kinda, it kind of it's kind of starts like he's saying, "What are you ten years old? You rented The Sorcerer's Apprentice." But then he's like, "I waited forever to see this and I wasn't disappointed."
1: <laughs> yeah. um, it's was like a simple uh-huh. Wikipedia like version a
3: bad review <laughs> oh my god uh, sarah tubbs writes i don't want to write a review i just want to rate uh four stars
4: <laughs> <laughs> good <laughs> review
3: <laughs> great review also mark that is helpful, uh, <laughs> <It's very> <laughs> helpful. <laughs> tis herself uh writes just write for a rainy afternoon my grandson and I enjoyed this movie. He's nine, and I'm, quote, over 60, unquote. <laughs> the p- she's been told that. Uh, the know. plot was a bit Listen, predictable. I don't know how old I am, but I think I'm over 60. I don't fucking know. Uh, but it was entertaining enough for us to sit through without complaint. Uh, this lady uh, says she has no complaints, but is clearly a little bit salty about being considered over 60. Yeah. Um, Not happy with that demographic that she's part of now. Uh, I have a review from uh, the infamous user Navigating the Amazon, who writes, (laughs) Disappointing actor. The problem I had with this movie was the actor chosen to play the lead, Jay Baruchel. He could act, but he was very unappealing. The poor kid was like a cross between Wallace Shawn and Jeff Goldblum without the charm of either. As the movie went on, I became less and less involved in this story and more conscious of him as an actor. I wondered, after a while, why in the world he had been cast and kept in the role. Rent the film, but don't buy it if this sort of thing bothers you. I may never play this disc again.
1: Okay, first off, Wallace,
3: Sean, and Jeff Goldblum, you could have literally
1: just said this is like a b, like b B-rate Michael Sarah. Like, what yeah. What the fuck do Wallace, Sean, and Jeff Goldblum combined have anything to do with this kid? It doesn't even make uh, sense. Pure sex appeal? I mean, appeal? honestly,
4: pure that's like, like a very is. cool dude. Yeah, I yeah, think Wallace, Sean, and <laughs> Those are two very cool dudes. Exactly. And I don't, not in my. I can't like conflate them with Jay Barishall at all. Yeah. I don't know how you.
0: Yeah, I would be extremely charmed if it was Wallace Shawn and uh, yeah. Jeff Goldblum,
1: and yeah. I was not. <laughs> Pretty messed
3: up to say that he ruined the movie and then turn around and compliment.
1: I him. mean, honestly, <laughs> it would have been cool if, if they would have both played Nathan Fielder in this movie and would have just like did 50-50 scenes, where one scene you see Jeff Goldblum and the other scene you see Wallace Shawn, oh, but yeah. he's the same the, character.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> same that for the director's cut, baby, yeah. the turtle top cut. Uh, I have a review from uh, All About Love who says, Sorcerer's Apprentice, worth seeing, but not mind-blowing. This is one of those movies you wouldn't mind seeing once, but that's it. It's fine for fantasy film buffs and Star Wars fans, but not your average moviegoer. You'll likely be disappointed. It's not the best work by Nicolas Cage, and the other protagonists leave something to be desired. Uh, So if you're not a Star Wars fan, uh, maybe read a fucking book, uh, and then go see this movie.
1: You know, I, I feel like that kind of wraps everything up. Do we even need to talk about The race? Uh
3: I have one from Joseph Ignatowski who says, I did not like this movie. Was expecting the Walt Disney cartoon to become live action. It's not.
0: Um, how, how are you going to stretch like a 15-minute te- sequence into a future-length movie, though? They
3: should have just made a full live action remake of Fantasia. Oh, okay. Because we've seen the success that they can have. If they do full uh, live action remakes, that is true. Yeah. yeah,
4: just a computer animated one. That's actually a really good idea.
3: Yeah, yeah. We, we call it live action, but the brooms are still <laughs> technically not there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as as far as you're aware of, uh, I have uh, <laughs> I have a couple left. One from Lynn Sweet Irons who says we will rate later. I've seen bits and pieces of this movie on TV, and it caught my interest right away, but I haven't watched it yet, so I can't rate it. (laughs) Although, I'm sure it will be everything that I hoped it would be. As always, the movies come through fine, and we're right on time for their delivery. Uh, Two stars. uh, (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs)
0: Why the fuck do helpful. you even bother writing a review
1: at that point? Yeah, well, there's so that's many. That's a
4: helpful review. You know, <laughs> thank th- you so much. You,
1: you know what? And that's the thing. If 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 you listen to every episode of our show, which I'm I'm sure you have, obviously, you'll learn that every single episode there's like five reviews from people like I didn't see it, but it looks okay. Two stars,
3: one star. It's like what? The didn't fuck? had to take my dog to the vet, so I haven't watched it. One star. <laughs> 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 there's reviews that are literally that stupid. Uh, and our final I mean, review. I... Oh, I'm sorry, Rod. Oh, I was
4: gonna say I definitely have seen Amazon reviews of just like I haven't received my thing yet. One star. Oh, there's a lot of those too.
3: Yeah. So when you're <laughs> when you're browsing those Amazon Prime movies, uh don't take uh, the star rating into account at all because it's mostly just disgruntled people who got like a broken jewel case. <laughs> uh, yeah.
4: Uh, the final... or on the other hand, there's probably just people happy they got their DVD.
3: I mean, that's four stars minimum if I get the DVD, <laughs> yeah. and then I tack on another star if I like the movie, yeah, yeah. or if I had time to watch it, <laughs> yeah. I guess. If I have time to watch it, that means it's pretty fucking good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if I like the movie and, you know what, I have time to watch it, that's a half a star each in my opinion.
3: <laughs> yeah. Love when a director makes a movie I have time for. Uh, <laughs> final review comes from Adam H., who says, again, no slipcover. cover. It ships with no slipcover, although it is advertised with one. Um, So Adam H. is out of coasters at his house uh, and needs the slipcover for The Sorcerer's Apprentice. (laughs) And what's the star review on that? Uh, That's a one star. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: It's false advertising, man. Yeah. The picture has the. Jerry Bruckheimer specifically false
3: advertised to it. More More like Jerry Fuckheimer. (laughs)
4: yeah yeah i mean you're putting this up in your up in your case and you need to be able to pick it out you know yeah you You put it up in your dvd case
3: and i don't want to just open the case and pop the disc out i want to slide the case out (laughs) then
0: pop it open it's a ritual and it's important to my enjoyment of the film
1: you know slipcovers are cool but remember those like little things you had to clip on the dvd that would like like shut it It it's like those childproof things yeah Yeah.
3: the the oh yeah clippies
1: yeah like that kept honestly, me out of Austin
3: Powers. Yeah, exactly. Honestly,
1: those movies, or like those
3: those DVDs, are more important than slipcovers in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. Slipcover is just like a frickin', uh bra. It's just in my way, baby. Yeah. I'm trying to get to the action. Yeah, a you wouldn't watch cover... a movie in
1: a shower, right? Or is you don't need a raincoat <laughs> to get in the shower, kind of thing. Do you think there's a Cover uh, band called Slipcover? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, Slipcover.
3: Uh... <laughs> very direct and to the point. But yeah. damn, But I, I think we should end uh, uh, or, or this movie on that note. All <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, uh, we're gonna take like a short little
0: break here, and then we'll be back to talk to you about the crew. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, hey, welcome back. We're here to talk to you now about the movie The Croods. Uh, I'm going to just start doing things right here. This movie came out in 2013. It's rated PG,
3: written and directed by the duo Kirk D'Amico and Chris Sanders. The pimps who did Lilo and Stitch and How to Train Your Dragon, the Jay Baruchel film. And I think half the
1: director of this movie was the main bad guy
3: in Kick-Ass, wasn't he? Um, yeah, um, I think his name was, uh, Dickless Cage. (laughs) Dave Liszewski. (laughs) I'm glad you picked up on that
0: too, because I kept seeing the D'Amico and thinking, oh yeah, Frank D'Amico from Kick-Ass, but we did just cover that. But, um, this was produced by DreamWorks, so, uh, we went from a
3: Disney movie to a DreamWorks movie, the famous rivalry there. This was almost the last DreamWorks movie, uh, I think. Uh, No shit, really. Yeah. Because they were like uh, pretty close to going under, and if, if this movie didn't do well, uh, it would have been uh, throw-in-the-towel time.
1: Mm-hmm. And speaking Damn. of doing well, Jess,
3: let's
1: get to the box office numbers.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, so uh, this had a budget between one hundred and $175 million. Uh, apparently, there's $40 million that's just up in the air. Maybe that uh,
1: lines some pockets. I don't know. I, I but, feel like that was settlement money for the people who got molested during the production. Yeah, <laughs> probably. By but, uh, Emma
3: Stone.
0: Box no, office no. gross. Just trying to cancel Emma Stone. Uh, of five hundred and eighty-seven million dollars. So this is a pretty big success. Is this the highest grossing Nick Cage movie so far? I think it might be.
3: Well,
4: oh, that you guys have talked about.
0: Yeah, that we've talked about. Oh, we yes. talked um, Okay. Maybe National Treasure Two could rival it. I don't know. But I don't recall what National Treasure Two made. But yeah, uh, that puts us at twenty-one out of fifty movies in the black. So uh, yeah, that's a solid forty percent, baby.
4: Oh, I'm looking it up. National Treasure Two made uh, forty forty four five nine point two.
0: Okay, so about a hundred million less than this. Uh, yeah, a little.
4: not not National Treasure Two, guys. Sorry.
0: Uh. <clears throat> Well, yeah. Uh, So from Rotten Tomatoes, this one got a 71% from critics, 77
3: from audiences. So everybody agrees that this is about uh, three out of four stars. (laughs) Yeah, probably the best uh, caveman related thing that Nick Kroll is not in.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I mean, it's also the best caveman thing we've ever talked about in the show and Dave has never mentioned, so...
3: Yeah, this is actually is based off of one of Dave's favorite movies, uh, the John what? Goodman Flintstones picture. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> which is pretty much one of everybody's uh, favorite movies. Mm, yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, and that's one of Rosie O'Donnell, right? Yeah, the. Uh, yeah. She plays the uh, rack of ribs. Does she play ribs. Betty?
1: <laughs> she plays the rack of ribs, yes. Um, but she plays Betty, too, yes.
3: I don't know. I actually
1: it's, haven't was, seen that movie. It's very much thankfully. like an Eddie Murphy <laughs> thing the where they just where she just played every character
3: in a <laughs> different costume. Yeah, there, there's a scene where John Goodman sits down and it like pans out and she's the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um.
0: But yeah, Mike, you got some trivia about this um, and not just about
3: Flintstones. <laughs> no. I uh this is another one of those ones where uh the trivia is what they call not interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> all I really had was that, that DreamWorks bit about how uh they really needed this to do well um because this was uh following up Rise of the Guardians, uh mm. which was a That's b- the owl one right big flop. No, that's the Gahool. No. Oh that's some- Guardians of
4: Gahool. Ga- yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, okay. Thank God Rod is here to back me up on that because uh, <laughs> they they would have made fun of me um, <laughs> if I didn't have someone on my side, Kahul-wise. I'll um, still make fun of you. <laughs> but,
4: I mean, to me, that's Zack Snyder's best film.
3: Yeah. I mean, we need to see the Zack Snyder cut of Guardians of The
4: Guardians of Kahul.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I think that movie could have used a good like two or three more hours to it. Um, <laughs> I think every Zack Snyder movie needs at least two or three more hours. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. It really um, show
1: off a Cinematic Genius.
3: This ended up being one of uh, the sixth highest grossing film of the year uh, up to that point. Um, so DreamWorks, uh, you know, was able to frickin uh, line their greedy little stinky pockets. Lovely. Why are you talking about Katzenberg, <laughs> Spielberg and Geffen like that? Um, It's no uh, the BFG. That's why I'm a, B, I'm a
1: BFG. <laughs> it's no Shrek the fourth. Oh, God. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh i mean hey listen counting crows got a lot of money from those bands or from those movies okay that's true did you hear that shrek 5 is actually going to be streaming exclusively on those little tvs at the gas station, <laughs> yeah, 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 gas station TV. <laughs> yeah that would rock honestly gas station tv exclusive
4: shrek 5 <laughs> If,
1: if you, if you fill w- up an, an entire time for Shrek pump. <laughs> you, have to, you have to like fill up like an entire like fucking like <laughs> uh, 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 like like battle station, you get to watch the entire movie.
3: If you've 180,000 f- uh, later, if your Hummer limo is out of gas, um, <laughs> pop that baby in, hit car wash, no, Shrek 5, yes. <laughs> uh, <and> <laughs> <laughs> you're on your way to a good time. So, Do you uh, have to get premium or can you get unleaded? <laughs> Uh, you can you can get premium, uh, but that's the unrated version. I was just saying uh, the premium is at the 1080p ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what the fuck's this movie about?
0: <laughs> I don't know. So, so uh, plot summary of the Croods. Um, there is a family of cavemen called the Croods, and they are apparently the last family around, as all the others have died because it's an inhospitable prehistoric world uh, Emma Stone plays Eep Crude a young cavewoman who craves some excitement and is tired of the cave they live in her father, uh, Nicholas Cage, is Grug Crude, a hyper-prepared dude with many strict rules to protect their safety.
1: Uh, ver- literally a reactionary figure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> quite literally. He's like, you need to be in fear of everything, and if you leave, that's when bad things happen. Yeah. I hate—he literally, I think he says in the movie, I hate change. I hate change. He doesn't like new things. New is bad. Yeah, I mean, to be me fair, like— th- you says Gerg is his name, right? Grug. Grug is very much like the, the the social basis for fascism. Like, <laughs> he really is. Hey, you got to remember Grug because he makes so many jokes
0: about things that rhyme with Grug. That's true. He invented the fucking hug, you pig.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he invented <laughs> <But> drugs,
0: too. <laughs> but uh, so these rules include, like, avoiding all curiosity and new things. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, the rest of her family are Ugga, her mother, Gran, her grandmother, Thunk, her brother, and Sandy, her very young sister, that is like the scratch of this movie.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, and uh, Thunk is kind of like the Cisco of the movie, because uh, that Thunk, the Thunk, Thunk, Thunk. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just had to get that out of my head so it wasn't trapped in there. We all, of
4: course, love Thunk, played by Clark Duke, one of... One of our favorite actors.
3: Hell
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I only remember from kick ass and sex drive.
3: I think is, is that the movies? Those, I, those great movies.
1: Yeah. One of I've, my favorite actors. <laughs> Everything comes back to kick ass. Early. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. I'm a big dookie, uh, which is what we call.
1: Fuck uh, two fans.
3: So,
0: uh, <laughs> so uh, late one night while the rest of the family is asleep in a pile uh Emma Stone sees a light coming from the outside and she's amazed by it, having never seen anything like it before, because the the Croods haven't
3: discovered fire yet. But um yeah, They're pretty fucking stupid and uncultured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So she chases after the light and finds Guy. That's his name. But he is also a guy. It's just a guy being a dude. And that's the thing you'll learn <laughs> is that every
1: character in this movie has very deep, complex names.
0: Yeah. Guy is played by Ryan Reynolds. So this is what he was doing like
3: a before Deadpool, Deadpool, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he was kind of pissed. Almost didn't take this movie because there wasn't enough like fourth wall breaking. Um, yeah. But he did it anyway.
4: Guy yeah, is I like barely funny in the movie, which is pretty pretty hard for my guy Ryan.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's really hard for him to be in a role where he can't take off his shirt or lean on his, uh, you know, sense of humor or his Green Lantern ring. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> He, he gets a lot of clout for that. You
2: know?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. When she finds him, Stone <clears throat> demands that he makes more fire. But uh, he's like, hey, uh, we need to leave because I've seen the future and the world is going to end and this land is going to fall apart. And uh, Emma Stone's like, hey, well, I can't go. So Ryan Reynolds gives her a bugle to call him if she needs him again. Uh, then he runs off and uh, Cage finds Emma Stone and is just like absolutely pissed. He's like, why are you going out? It's dangerous. Stop doing new things. New bad. They really uh, run that home.
1: But yeah. Yeah. New is bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he honestly, I think he believes that like Eep is dating a guy. He's like, listen, there's 10 rules if you want to date my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> One, I'll be there with a loaded shotgun, <laughs> too. Yeah. And two, whatever you do to her, I'm gonna do to you. And three, you know, if you kiss her, you kiss me too. <laughs> yeah.
3: You kiss me first, so I know you're doing it good for her.
1: <laughs> I like a lot that. of guys
3: like that in, in Jess's area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite tropes: is the dad who's like super horny for whoever his daughter's bringing home. Yes.
0: <laughs>
2: the
0: uh, uh, so when she says she found a new person, uh, the whole family is like freaked out by new things. Uh, you know they're like, no, this is bad, and they destroy the bugle he gave her, and um, pretty much immediately after that, the canyon starts to shatter and fall apart, and their cave, their lovely home and cave, is destroyed by falling rubble. But uh, the the collapsed canyon reveals a big forest and a set of mountains in the distance, and like a flying turtle
4: yeah <laughs> um, it's, it's basically yeah, the flying turtles they use a lot yeah
3: basically a, a big uh allegory for gentrification you know if you smash the dirty cave you can find the beautiful valley potential beneath it yeah, uh, yeah. so
4: and I mean, uh create... for me this was a really sad part of the movie because i was i was very upset that we lost all that beautiful crude art that they made
3: yeah yeah that's I, that's lost... truly priceless <laughs>
4: I mean, they like act like the crudes aren't creative, but they were making that crude art pretty, pretty damn good.
3: Yeah, I, honestly, they're really talented. It, this is uh, it, to uh, those who haven't watched the movie. This is pretty much uh, just as bad as like when that Universal uh, building wow. burned down and we lost all those like Steven Seagal props. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. From like and under we, 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 we yeah, lost the masters of the best albums ever made. Yeah, we we <laughs> lost all the masters to uh under siege to dark territory <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so, like, they're basically forced to enter the forest, uh, much to the dismay of Nicolas Cage, uh, to get away from, like, an owl cat thing that's been uh, stalking them. And they're, like, amazed and terrified by all the crazy new creatures they're seeing, which include, like, uh, a whale rhino and, like, a saber-toothed cat, some some and very rainbow monkeys and this, piranha birds. And, and, There's a couple, couple monkeys in
1: there. And monkeys that just beat the fuck out of Nick Cage at one point. Yeah, they beat the yeah. shit out of him.
0: They enter a plane just beyond the forest, and uh, they're about to be eaten by a swarm of those piranha birds I was talking about, when uh, Eep finds another bugle on the ground and just like blows into it, and that alerts Guy, who just comes running in to save them by scaring off these uh, creatures with fire. So uh, initially, Guy, uh, Mr. Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, he, he doesn't like the crudes. And he tries to get away from them. Sorry, I have to refer to every character by at least three different names just to confuse the
4: listener. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, he I, it was actually really hard for me to remember any of the crudes' name.
1: Oh, they're, yeah, they're very basic, but they're like so like they're not like like common English like names. Are like, wait, they're like all like uh, grunting
3: sounds. And,
4: and, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. they're kind of hard.
4: I could not remember Eep's name. The entire movie.
0: So, like, uh, Deadpool doesn't like the Croods and he tries to get away from them. But uh, the family's like, no, 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 you're not going anywhere. We need your fire. So uh, guys like, okay, like, I'll go with you. But uh, we need to get to high ground because the end of the world is just beginning and there's more of these earthquakes coming. So they set off towards like the tallest mountain they can see. And Cage is like, There'll be a cave there. We can get in a cave. He's very one track minded, wants a cave.
3: Uh he's a caveman, yeah. after all. So it's kind of where that comes I mean, from. And to be fair, well, people him... He needs call his him- man cave, am I right? <laughs> yeah, people acts call him Nick Cave a
1: lot, so he's just <laughs> yeah. trying to go to his Nick Cave. Yeah, because his son died so um so that night uh deadpool shows them how to hunt
0: traps and uh cook their food with fire make shoes uh navigate past the dangerous animals he's he's a smart person knows knows how to handle
1: himself and all this and And uh, so he's less hunter-gatherer and more agricultural yeah. yeah Like, trying to create complex societies just by, like, being like, hey, idiots, yeah. do this. He's, think-
3: he's less hunter-gatherer and more hunter-biden, am I right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
0: think the implication in this movie is that the Croods are, like, Neanderthals and he's, like, a homo sapiens,
4: you know? Yeah, I mean? I kind of, yeah. Yeah. The the
3: next stage of the, you know, live evolution. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which kind of even makes sense because, like, you know, Guy's human and the crudes are like cavemen, and uh, most humans have at least some trace, like Neanderthal DNA. So, you know, Guy was. Well, we'll get to that he got We'll get with to that the... every member of that <laughs> family. <Yeah. laughs> well, especially Grog a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Granny, too. Uh, as they
0: continue on, they do see that the world seems to be falling apart behind them slowly. And uh, they kind of like, I don't know, they go through a lot of trials and tribulations. Where like the ground's falling apart and they have to keep moving forward and like uh, Guy keeps helping them out. And Cage is like, no, I don't like what this guy is doing. And also he's trying to fuck my daughter and I'm not cool with that. Um, guy is growing on them. Ryan Reynolds is growing on them. And uh, Van this Van cre- What? Van,
1: yeah, Van Wilder. Wilder. Yeah, Van Wilder. Yeah, Van Wilder. So yeah. <laughs> Should refer to him as Van Wilder for the rest of this.
4: <laughs> yeah. So. And that'll be easy for everybody.
1: Like, as this goes on, the
0: whole family is basically like, look, we want to follow Ryan Reynolds and not you anymore, Nicolas Cage, because you don't have any ideas. You're a big dumb dummy. And uh, Cage gets super pissed and jealous about this and like tries to attack guy or Ryan Reynolds (laughs) and just like chases after him and tries to beat his ass.
1: But they both end up stuck in a tar pit that they accidentally run into. Which you know we we all every single like episode there's two movies that have like weird one weird thing in common. Both these movies have Nick Cage at one point stuck in essentially a tar pit.
0: Oh, that's true, yeah. He, I didn't mention that in the plot summary, but that did happen in Sorcerer's Apprentice. He, he got
1: stuck in a I think he said a Persian quick rug. Uh but it's essentially like a tar pit slash quicksand. Yeah. So Nick Cage gets stuck in like a tar pit slash quicksand in both of these movies at some point. It's relatable. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I've I've definitely been caught in some things that just keep just you know just keep sinking me down, if you know what I mean. Yeah, my freaking
3: uh <laughs> aforementioned ex-wife. Yeah, baby. Freaking women, am I right?
1: <laughs> God damn it.
3: Um, while We're they're gonna, stuck, can we edit in Rod just saying, Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that um, was me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> while they're
0: stuck in the tar pit, Cage is like, I fucking hate you, and I love my family. And then, guys, like, you know, I had a family too, and they died, and they told me to follow my dreams in the future. And then, Cage is like, This guy had a family too. I like
1: that, yeah, and like, this 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 guy <laughs> came. This guy had a lineage. Fuck yeah,
3: man! Fuck yeah.
1: It, it's it's kind of like killed the, his whole
3: family, the, so the Martha scene. Yeah, was he a, <laughs> in the
1: Itachi Uchiha? Like, what the fuck? So after that,
0: uh, they're cool. They're tight. They're working together. They're their best bros. And uh, they They have their own
3: like LeBron James handshake now.
0: They uh, make a plan to get out of the tar by making a lady saber tooth tiger puppet and like having a an enamored uh, saber tooth tiger pulls them out of the tar.
3: It's the first ever real doll.
0: (laughs) This is
4: the second puppet that they make.
1: Yes, it's true. The first one (laughs) they do to get a giant chicken that goes on a fire and they eat it all, (laughs) which is a very funny scene. I like that scene a lot. Yeah, Yeah. maybe
0: I should have mentioned that before, but I was. I was yeah. Trimming down the run. Well, this movie I mean, was is.
3: one oh. of the biggest inspirations for Jeff Dunham. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Now that they're all working together in a better team, they make it to the other side of the mountain where they see like a cloudy field and a giant sun, and they're like, we're finally here. We're going to make it into the beautiful world of tomorrow. Suddenly, the ground all around them collapses, and the sun disappears under a cloud of dust, and they can't see where to go forward. It's, uh, it's almost like their path to the future has become clouded, and they don't know what to do. It's, like, it's like a big... Metaphor or something Wow They're all like about to retreat back to the cave Because like guys losing hope But Cage is like No, no, no I learned a thing from you, Ryan Reynolds And we need to continue on into the light Through all the dust and shadows And continue on into the bright future And one by one Nicolas Cage (laughs) throws them across the gap uh, Where they land safely on the other side And the last person is Emma Stone And she and Nick Cage have a a little heart-to-heart moment where Nick Cage invents the hug and uh, they, they make up and have a
3: lovely father-daughter time. And, uh, it's he, pretty fucked up that you have to you have to wait till your child is like fully grown to invent the hug for her.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, t- t- talk about things that the crudes invent. Uh, there's there's one scene earlier where they're running around in a field and set everything on fire. I believe they invented the gender reveal party there too. <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh, then he tosses her
0: over and says like "never be afraid," which is direct contradiction of everything he said before, which is "always be afraid." I think legitimately at one point he said "always be afraid." So
1: yeah, he literally does say, say but that, yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. He uh, I think that's like a he's constantly trying to teach the teach that lesson.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fear of the outside and the outsiders, which once again not not a Nazi character, <laughs> not not a fascist archetype character.
0: Uh, then he's pretty much trapped on the other side uh, as the ground is collapsing beneath him, and uh, he's sad, but uh, he finds his way to a cave alone and manages to make some fire, having learned that from Ryan Reynolds. He like paints his family onto the wall. He makes more of that beautiful art that will again get destroyed, but then like a saber tooth shows up. But it seems to be scared of the dark and the fact that the world is ending, and it likes his fire. And Nick Cage and the Sabretooth just kind of bond and like they have a good time together.
3: Yeah, it's super sweet. Mm -hmm. Like, if I was about to kill somebody, but then it was like the rapture, I would be like, eh, let's chill. Yeah. Um, And we'll be friends. Yeah, what's the fucking point? Let's hang out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why? 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 Why would I eat you when I could uh, fucking cuddle you, dude?
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Make it very platonic, though, but romantic.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, usually
0: for me, like the cuddling comes after eating someone. Oh, oh wow. bad joke. That's Damn.
1: that's why pretty... cannibal Jess over here. <laughs> talk about fuck? it was an crude, oral sex right? joke. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, talk about a t- talk about a real uh, Jessica Dahmer over here. Shit. <laughs> yeah,
3: Jess is fucked up and stupid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm leaving the podcast,
2: guys. <laughs>
0: I've <Whoa>. disappointed everyone. <laughs> but um, I they're bonding as the world falls apart. Cage and the saber and then he comes up with an idea because he learned ideas from this uh, Ryan Reynolds character. And uh, he's like, "What if I paint some tar onto this big old skeleton, and then attract some birds onto it, which get stuck in the tar, and then I ride on the skeleton across the gap?" So he does that. And uh, it works out. And he does that with the saber tooth and several small animals
4: that he saved along the way. And yeah, uh, he picks up all the animals you saw in the movie.
0: Yeah. Yep, pretty He's much. Kind, kind of like a one.
4: Noah's Ark figure. No. Like. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it is. It is a very strange end. <laughs> it, it is a
0: really strange end. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't I know why. like it,
1: though. I fuck with it. <laughs> it
0: it's, it's a nice, happy ending. I'm not really sure why they made the point of saving each animal, because like that
1: wasn't like a thing really. Discussed in the movie, but like I said, the mo- cool. this movie's is basically is
3: Noah's Ark, like a story of Noah's Ark. If you think about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I waited till yesterday to watch this because I'd be super fucking enraged if I had to wait seven years for a sequel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I the- do think
4: there is a Netflix TV show. Is there? Shit,
1: we got to go deeper. So. <laughs> we got to do a deep dive if this episode survives the vote. <laughs> But,
0: uh, yeah, so, they, I mean, they see a beautiful lagoon. They all set out towards it and have a happy new life together. And the credits roll with, like, an Owl City song, I think. Was it was that Owl City? It sounded like him.
2: Just just like it.
0: Every time it's like One Republic, Owl City, like,
1: just fucking come off. Get some interesting yeah, music mean, in the soundtrack. That's got to be Owl City. It had to be. I literally only yeah. heard that one Owl City song, like Fireflies or whatever the fuck that song is called. Damn that oh, song. I rude. think that's the Owl, only one most people heard. But. Owl City
4: actually does have a song in Guardians of Gahul. Oh, wait, oh
3: shit. Oh, how really? how oh, could shit. they not?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's
3: true. You're blowing my fucking mind <laughs> well, here. They uh <laughs> <laughs> actually the they wanted to name their band Gahool City, but uh <laughs> for legal reasons could not.
1: <laughs> I think uh well there's the, there's that uh, it was the ex-mayor of New York, right?
3: Yeah. Uh City. uh uh Rudy Gulhani. <laughs> Rudy Gul Goul- Goul- <laughs> Uh <laughs>
0: But yeah, so that's that's the whole plot summary I got here. What what do people think about this movie? You know,
1: I kind of like it. I, I I can't say it's my favorite movie of all time, but honestly, the the CG was pretty good. I thought the 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 plot was very basic and was pretty like well well tread stuff. Like I mean, it's basically like a Noah's Ark story to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like it, you know, it's it's not overly long. It's kind of interesting enough, and Nick Cage did a very good voice work job. I especially love when Nick Cage does his many freakouts as Grug. Because yeah. he'll do like mini freakouts. Well, yeah, his
3: the his first scene in the movie was it's just like him screaming, which is yeah. like, okay, I understand why we cast well, Nicholas so, yeah. <laughs> so and actually, there's another freakout in the movie where he's being chased by Miles, like, oh, He's trying to kill me, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I will say um, this is one of those movies that uh, you know it makes me want to go out and have a bunch of kids so I can show it to him.
1: Yeah, um, I want to have a bunch of kids where we can live in a cave and be like outside scary.
3: Yeah, I mean, well, I I would show them the first half um, before they learn their lesson. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, this is probably one of my favorite movies uh, ever made. Um, and I I will say uh, of all the Nicolas Cage animated movies that we've watched, uh, this is the pretty much the one where he has like an actual role in it beyond like a yes. cameo character. Yeah, that's true.
1: Because the the one one animated movie I've seen, of Nick Cage had literally thirty seconds of Nick Cage in it. Yeah, the Teen Titans movie. So though. yeah, um, he, he had a slightly bigger role
0: in Astro Boy, but this is the oh, you know what? You're right. Forget about Astro. Uh, Boy. Well,
3: he w- he wasn't in Astro Boy enough, uh, except for when he stopped loving his son uh, <laughs> and then he kind of disappears for a while. Yes, um, but and essentially helps enable an extremely authoritarian and classist society. Yeah, yes. which is all good for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, hell yeah,
1: dude, rocks.
3: It was it was nice to see uh, Nicolas Cage pulling his weight in this movie um, and uh, being a big fucking sexy caveman
1: and there there's one thing i noted especially watching the movie early on and i i noticed they didn't really do this as the movie went on but like the first 15 minutes there's like three upskirt shots of beep wait really yeah i'm like what the fuck like not like they're not like zooming in like it's not like japan or something but like (laughs) they'll pan the camera to where she's like walking up a cliff i'm like why did you have to pan to that angle uh, uh, animators really are weird.
0: perverts usually, but you said yeah,
1: animators I mean, are perverts. Mm-hmm. I agree, that's true. <laughs> no, I everyone mean, in Hollywood's a pervert, though. What's it more, true, what's more
3: innocent? Going to the mall and taking creep shots, or fucking sitting down at a desk and animating your own. <laughs> <laughs> So.
1: I don't know. It's a good question, honestly. But yeah, I thought
0: this was a pretty good movie. Solid movie. Um, I think the animation's quite nice, and I really like the creative creature design. Like, I didn't yeah. talk about it too much in here, but the animals are pretty cool. The,
3: the colors are also very vibrant, too. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me wish I was uh, fucking on mushrooms for this one, but I wasn't this time, so... <laughs>
1: Well,
3: Is that a common you know, thing? Now for you know
4: for
1: next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that a common thing when you're watching a animated movies?
3: Oh well if if I know there's gonna be a lot of bright colors in a movie, you know, I want to uh freaking elevate those colors, you know, baby fucking blast them in my skull. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, I definitely agree. This is—I uh, think this was Cage's best voice acting performance yet that we've seen on the show. Yeah, like he actually did a a good, solid job. Did a lot of work here, and he put in a lot more effort because a lot of the time when he's doing voice acting, I feel like he's not really putting much inflection in what he's doing in the other ones and maybe it's just cuz he's just in a tiny cameo and here he's in a lead role so he had to work it more but
1: yeah he did a good job here well he i mean his best role be honest is when he played the mole in uh Chief Force that was yeah. the best voice action
3: role <laughs> that was a fucking killer movie too so he put so much effort into that all i know for sure is that uh you know i if i'm trying to take some girl out and i Fucking pull up, and her her dad is uh, Nicholas Cave man. <laughs> I'm not gonna do anything bad on her. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna kiss her good. You know, if, uh, if your dad I'm drives light up light light and light. he was the guy that wrote the uh, the
1: the script for the Gladiator two that never came into fruition, you know you're gonna have a good time.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing this movie is really missing uh, is a little bit of Paulie Shore action. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Fred. We're missing a lot of Fred Durst, too. Yeah, a fucking Fred Durst cameo would have been solid.
0: Yeah, that would have really made it. Uh, I will say there's, like, I don't know. I mean, there's some pretty traditional, like, gender and family roles in this movie. But that happens in most kids' movies. That's just yeah. a thing.
3: We love heteronormativity uh, on this show. We love heteronormativity, <laughs> we love the nuclear family, and
1: we we love uh, reactionary social values.
3: Yeah. Yes,
4: absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, Those are the... Yeah, those are all the pillars of Nick Cage.
1: I mean, really, though, those are very common tropes in Nick Cage movies.
3: (laughs) Outside bad woman property. uh, (laughs) Capitalism (laughs) really good. (laughs) Uh, Well, it's Nicolas Cage. Why not? Yeah! Thanks, babe. Uh, When you come from like Hollywood
4: royalty, I think you, you have a very interesting view of the world.
3: Yeah, true. that's true. You don't fucking grow up watching Marlon Brando eat a bunch of deep dish pizzas and then turn out to be some well-adjusted individual. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what his childhood was like. That's just
1: how I picture it. Well, that's the thing is that Nick Cage, he originally, he's born in California, but he wasn't able to see California without Marlon Brando's eyes. <laughs> 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 Gotta get a lot of God. Slipknot references in this I one. have to reference New <laughs> Metal
3: no matter what. Good Lord. Um...
1: But uh, yeah, so uh, anybody else got any thoughts to throw in here? Um, I'd be interested uh, to see if this movie survives the vote. uh, What the sequel look like? Because I'd like to see what the sequel looks like. Well, we will have to see the sequel eventually.
4: Is is Nick Nick Cage Cage is going to be in it? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he's in it. (laughs) Love it.
3: Yeah, and I would like
4: everybody's returning.
3: Mm -hmm. Sick. I would like Netflix to uh, just find any way to pay us for talking about this. (laughs) <laughs> um that would be pretty cool. I'll t- I'll settle for ten thousand. By the way, the the did the ringer or Garfield food truck ever get back to us? uh no the the uh, uh Rod, if you're familiar with the app uh Garfield food truck um, I know you like to stream video games. That's pretty much the best one. Um, but before you go ahead and say, "Hey, this Promineo Studios is a is a real good developer," uh, consider the fact that um, they don't pay people for advertising. So, yeah.
1: yeah, they, they explicitly uh, told us they weren't going to pay us for advertising them.
3: Yeah, yeah, they they try to say that they like don't have money, but I'm over here, you know, paying five dollars to get a lasagna to drop. Uh, so. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah, any other thoughts?
0: <laughs> no, I don't think I have anything else left to say on this
1: one. But, what? Uh,
4: Just a fine movie. Yeah,
0: yeah a fine, cool. solid flick.
3: Yeah, good, sexy movie. <laughs> Dave, what do you think? Yeah, what? Do you, have, do you have a summary, Dave? Of the crew? Yeah!
5: Huh? Let's hear it! Hey, bro, what's <laughs> up, man? I got this idea. And, like, what it is is that we, like... Go around the world, like me and you, and we just, like, hack. Me and you are, like, really good hackers, right? We're awesome. We can hack. We, like, could make money off of this or something, like.
0: They
3: do kind of
5: invent uh, hacking. Uh, hack.
0: Yeah. In this the, movie. the hack was invented right after the
4: hug. I I mean, it's
5: like, hacking is, like, my life.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, flying the, uh, the whale bones across the. I don't know. Yeah, the that was like or the whatever. original life that's,
0: hack.
2: That
3: was basically the first step towards like inventing a listicle about life hacks. <laughs> um essentially
4: well, those birds are first computer, I think. Mm-hmm. The piranha I, birds are first computer, so
3: yeah, not a lot of people know this, but the the dinosaurs evolved into birds which evolved into computers.
5: Uh, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's like hacking is like my life. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, I guess with that, then we can just move on to the Amazon reviews from Mike.
5: Uh, yeah,
3: I was uh, I got some good Amazon reviews. Uh, as always, lots of uh, angry parents. Uh, I will. I'm gonna read my own review first. Not enough fart jokes in this one for a movie called The Crudes. Uh, I was expecting a little <laughs>
0: more crude humor.
3: Let me get some toots, baby. Um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I have a review from T. Sand, uh, who writes, Nicholas Cage at his finest. The greatest character actor of our generation has done it again. From simple father to ultimate hero, the cage delivers a moving performance every father can relate to. Bravo, sir.
1: Bravo. To be fair, every father in America does teach their children that new things are bad and to fear everything. Yeah. yeah. Um,
3: (laughs) And as far as- Very
1: common father trait.
3: (laughs) Yeah. As far as like fatherly content goes, I'm fucking jamming cats in the cradle in this movie back to back all the time. So. Oh, hell yes. Um, I have a review from Noah83C who says, cute movie. I liked the movie even though I don't agree with the evolutionary assumptions behind it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes!
2: Yes! We need some creationists here. But
3: hey, evolutionary theory makes for good creative cartoons and movies. Think Star Trek, Star Wars, et cetera.
4: (laughs) Um, (laughs) How the fuck is (laughs) evolution involved in
1: Star Wars? I can maybe understand Star Trek. No, no, to be fair, Star (laughs) Wars was a a long time
3: ago in a galaxy far, far away. (laughs) I suppose, yeah. Yeah, and we evolved Uh, from- And eventually, uh,
1: yeah, humans had to evolve into cavemen, and then another galaxy had to be like super, super sorcerers, like technology people.
3: uh, Yeah, like when people say that we came from frogs or whatever, uh, Jar Jar Binks (laughs) is the frog. Yeah. Uh I have a degree uh, d- f- Fuck. You have a degree I have a d- <laughs> in Amazon reviewing? Kill myself. <laughs> uh, I have a review from AMC and Two Boys who says Oh wait, the people who helped produce the Walking Dead show? Yeah, and then Two Boys. <laughs> and Two <laughs> Boys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and they write dun 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 the boys love this movie. It works well for long drives in town. Yeah. And to be <laughs> fair, when they mean the
1: boys, they mean the the the, the Was it the Netflix show or is it uh, the, it's, the, uh, it's Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime Amazon Prime uh, show? Uh, yes, mm-hmm. the boys. Stupid bitch. Yeah, I
0: like to think this is just a, a guy and his two friends. It's like, me and the boys, me and the
3: boys when we drive around town, we watch we're, the cruise. We're going to drive around town, check out those ice cream prices, <laughs> and watch the cruise. Uh, I have a review from, uh, might be one of us, uh, username Old Dirty Priest, uh, who says, <laughs> uh, Good movie. I think I'm going to buy the physical copy instead. Paying all the time, <laughs> uh, so this guy has evidently rented this movie a bunch and is <laughs> fucking sick of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, sick sick of Does this guy have a Crude's
1: rent-to-own program? Is how
3: it's going yeah. <laughs> yeah, if his it,
4: like Crude's rental budget is is going at getting out of hand. <laughs>
3: I uh, I downloaded a True Bill on my phone, and there's just two categories: uh, groceries and cruises. Uh, so it's like that drill tweet.
1: <laughs> you know, like three hundred dollars yep. on bills. <laughs> like this is exactly that. Yeah, Thirty-six hundred dollars on cruises yeah. every month. I was literally thinking that exact same thing. Uh,
3: I have a review from Danny Dare, who says, "Dumb, violent, boring." Oh man! If you want your Little, uh, I don't know if they're referring to their child or their sexual partner. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> exactly what I was.
2: That was thinking. exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> if you want your
3: little to see rocks smashed into people's faces, an elderly woman pushed around, a girl beating up a boy because she feels like it, and fighting every three minutes, then this is the movie for you. If a confluence of violence isn't your thing, I'd look elsewhere and skip this drivel. Um, so, that's from Danny Dare, correct? Yeah, I'd rather Not listen to daring. Danny
1: Phil's opinions. On- <laughs> Not very daring of you, Danny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he, to be fair, he didn't. Uh, he was very on- daring when he mentioned his uh, his kink. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's true. On Amazon reviews, can you can you like look at the other things people review? I'm like, I get so curious about people.
1: Well, and I've f- never
4: really done that.
1: I think one time when we were going through the uh the World Trade Center like the movie reviews, there was one person who was a 9/11 truther and the only other
3: thing they watched was Loose Change or they re-
1: reviewed <laughs> yeah. Loose Change.
3: Um, it, <laughs> sometimes uh my favorite thing is when they give you a window into who this person is. Like last week <laughs> when I read a review for GeForce um and it was written by an old lady who uh writes about coloring a lot. <laughs> um she's a top contributor. Um, so <laughs> Uh yeah, it, it's uh it's fun to stalk these people if you can um because truly the just bottom of the barrel uh human beings it, writing reviews it, it, on Yeah. Amazon. By the way,
1: it's in real life and online.
3: <laughs> in real life and online uh but specifically uh on Amazon because so many people use it uh they they just decide to uh ruin my life. <laughs> um, I have one last review and I think you folks are going to like this one. Uh, it's from E&D, uh, who says, glad I rented rather than buying. <laughs> um, and E&D writes, uh, I found this movie interesting. Oh, <laughs> I think I thought it was a Disney production and so could count on a tale centering on a sexily strong female protagonist. Oh, my God. And the Croods does start out looking that way. But after some eyebrow-raisingly sexy shots of Eep the aforementioned would-be-strong-and-sexy-female-protagonist, the story kind of diffuses into a tale about family? Kind of. But it diffuses too much for me to be quite sure of what it's about exactly and what's going on half the time. A lot of the action didn't make sense to me, and our sexy-capable-female winds up not being a protagonist, but just one of the characters in the mix of characters, none of whom are particularly compelling. And over all of it, a glaze that kind of mimics Disney, but is much more saccharine. The songs, the reactions, and facial expressions, what? they're all too over-the-top sweet for me. It's a shame because Eep is, well, kind of wildly sexy at the outset. I mean, the camera loves her body more than is probably appropriate for the kids I told movie. you! I wasn't the only one!
2: The <laughs> and I'm not one to
3: ever say no to female sexiness. But when I thought about this movie afterwards, I felt like I had been kind of duped, lured into a mediocre, lured into a mediocre story by a sexy redheaded Caroline Scott. <laughs> Who then, as I say, kind of disappeared into the mix instead of being the focus of the story, as I would have liked her to be. Uh, and not just because she's sexy, but because I love stories that focus on strong, capable female protagonists. This doesn't wind up being one. And that, along with the confusing story and action and excessive sweetness, left me sure I won't watch The Crudes again.
4: <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. That's
1: that um, person was furiously <laughs> masturbating. <laughs> All right, that fucking reveal. What the fuck? <laughs> I told you though I wasn't when I noticed the upskirt shots. I'm like somebody, some someone else has to have noticed that, right? But I'm I I, I feel bad that I wrote I. The only other person who noticed that was the person who wrote the review from federal
3: prison. <laughs> See, one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest mistakes Please,
4: you gotta arrest this man.
3: E <laughs> and D, thanks for not providing you know, your full last name. We, that was probably smart.
1: We've we we've made a joke about another reviewer who, like, uh, after writing that review died in a hail of gunfire because they found their stash of bodies somewhere. That's this guy too.
3: For sure. It's probably the same uh,
1: fucking guy who wrote that kick ass.
3: <laughs> but it's a very common mistake in, in filmmaking to uh, animate a character who is stupid, dumb, sexy and then not, uh, you know, fully use them to help me get off my little stinky I mean, load. To be yeah. fair, she is kind
1: of dummy
0: thick,
3: so. I, th- I think sexy
0: is the most <laughs> used word in that entire review. Yeah. It, it's so fucking, I, why is he so turned on by this, like, Neanderthal? Well, what clearly the director
3: it? was
1: because they did so many obscure shots I, in the beginning.
3: Well, I, I, you gotta admit she's, pretty fine
1: oh my I god g- okay. <laughs> it's just
4: <laughs> and she well abso- also she absolutely is fine which is true but <laughs>
3: yeah and I pretty mean- smart to to pick an era where uh she couldn't wear socks yeah. uh, or
1: shoes <laughs> just well they did force her to wear shoes at one point and she didn't really I mean she kind of liked them but I don't think she really liked them that much
3: yeah she uh she kept saying like uh I want my feet to be stinky and dirty um come look at my stinky dirty fucking dogs and they're barking yeah and Quentin Tarantino <laughs> was like
0: <laughs> I I also like that he says this movie is more
3: saccharine than a typical
0: Disney movie. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't agree
3: with really that much at all. I know. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> sometimes it's hard to pay attention to what's what the actual message of a Disney movie is because, you know, they're so sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's to be fair, freaking... it is
1: sometimes hard to pay attention to the plot when you're just like just cranking your dick. <laughs>
3: yeah, this.
4: Yeah.
0: I feel like this guy has just spent hours like spanking it to Pocahontas
1: and like God. A... Now to be fair, we're not talking about the Disney movie. We're talking about to the actual figure Pocahontas when she was like twelve years old. Oh God. Yeah. yeah I, okay. I... I'm looking
4: this up. So Eep Crude was of course 19. So I I, I feel oh. a little bit less creeped
1: out about
3: this. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. To
1: be fair, the re- the reviewer <laughs> is like at least double that age.
3: <laughs> uh, actually, so um, I <laughs> you, you 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 I did take I. I I should uh, share this with you guys, uh, but the the picture of the man who wrote this review um, is troubling. Uh, <laughs> is if that the, the, the real review... picture or like the picture into their mind palace? Uh, both. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if the review itself wasn't troubling enough, uh, all, I, all I really remember taking note of is it's uh, exactly the kind of guy that you would think would write this review. Uh. Uh, so good for E&D. Um, wait did you did you save it you can send it in the discord uh, I'll 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 find it and I'll I'll drop it in the discord because uh this you're going to want to keep your eye out on this guy um he'll probably be on the news Well
1: I was going to say we don't really yeah. have to because if he moves near us he'll have to introduce himself to us when he moves next door Yeah
4: <laughs> I, I mean this is a top Amazon reviewer you're going to want to follow up uh,
3: yeah I mean who who knows what atrocities END has committed on Amazon I plan to <laughs> uncover them (laughs) so
0: so it's wait it's ian d like the name ian and
1: then and the the letter
3: letter d D. okay
1: Um, i'm so i'm so excited to look this up and they've only reviewed like fucking loli hentai or something
3: oh Oh, by the way that was a three-star review (laughs) what dude dude used the word sexy so many times Ooh, i'm Ooh, i clicked on his profile he's a independent contractor in upstate new york i should probably not be doxing ian d but you know what (laughs) (laughs) um how many independent contractors from New York literally listen to this show, you know? You like, uh, got Here, I'll drop his picture in 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 Discord. Uh oh that's END. No,
4: <laughs> that's not END. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Okay,
1: okay. I'm look I'm looking at it right now. That <laughs> looks about the age I expected. Yeah. This man is a silver fox.
3: Um, his uh, Amazon bio is, you can tell a lot more about a person by what they say about others than by what others say about them.
1: Yes, that uh, is very true, e d Yes, Ian, oh, and we P&D. got a little window into you. <laughs>
3: um,
1: oh my God. That's incredible. That's Okay, that's my favorite Amazon review I've ever heard on the show. That rips. Yeah, this is
3: my favorite Amazon review uh, that wasn't, you know, like super racist. (laughs) Okay. Yes, that's true. Um, Uh, upstate New Yorkers be on the lookout. I guess, uh, we got nothing left, but to get to the vote. Yeah. That was very very climactic. That was great. We'll just move. I was sorry. I was reading more of his profile, uh, but you can see all of his reviews, which include, uh, shirts and, uh, noise canceling headphones that didn't cancel noise by the sound of his (laughs) review. Uh, but yeah, uh, so going out of the vote,
0: uh, Rod, I don't know if you've listened to the show at all, but usually what we do is, like, count down uh, three, two, one, and then we all in unison say what we're voting for.
1: And it's then we li- spend
3: uh, ten more minutes clarifying what we all said because we spoke over each other. Yes. yes.
1: And also, yeah. uh, Dave does <laughs> okay. the countdown every time. Uh, so, Dave, do you, do you want to do the countdown? What? I said, Dave, do you want to do the countdown? You know, fuck it. Let's just do the countdown. <laughs> <laughs> right, so Jess, you want to start? Uh, yeah, I'll no. just yeah, I'll I'll no. do the count. There, <laughs> three,
2: two, two, one, the cruise. cruise.
1: You said the cruise too? Yeah. By unanimous? Yeah, that's cruise. like the first unanimous vote with a guest we've had in a long time. Yeah. Wow.
4: It's it's truly an easy it's easy
1: choice. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, I didn't really want to say what my vote was before. Uh, like earlier when we were talking about it, uh, when I first arrived here, cause I didn't want to give
3: all my secrets away.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Call yeah, up. Uh, when uh, I was watching the sorcerer's apprentice, um, <clears throat> my girlfriend said to me, my brother used to watch this movie, uh, over and over and over again when he was a kid. And I said, well, now I understand why he is that way. <laughs> um, because I would very much like to not have to sit through that again. Yes. um, yeah, but I'd
1: like to talk about the sequel the next time we review this movie, too. So
3: I will say I would like to see a little bit more uh, Jay Baruchel as Mickey if we could get him in like the animated series or on a Disney Plus yeah exclusive. Um, it's a role he's meant for. Yes. Yeah. He, you know. Dude, do, do a red
1: tube exclusive.
3: If he's not uh, being a little twerp in a red tube exclusive, let's hear him be Mickey Mouse.
1: <laughs> to be fair, I did see a guy that looked like this guy in a movie on a, a Pornhub video who was getting fucked by an Amazon woman. So that was kind of funny. And we'll drop that in the Discord, too. We'll drop that in the Discord, yeah. I mean, we, we've already yeah. talked about porn enough on this show. I've always started the discussion on that. Would you believe it? Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. But yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. The Sorcerer's Apprentice was, I mean, it was a little too long. The plot was convoluted. It was kind of annoying. And it did have some cool scenes. It's not the worst thing we've seen on this show, but uh, yeah. oh, I did by enjoy it. a lot. It. And
3: clearly <laughs> the less sexy of the two films. Yes.
1: Yeah, to be fair, I, I do believe, <laughs> yeah. though, that uh, uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice is the only movie that we've watched that actually does drop the word sexy in it at one point.
0: Wow, I don't remember. There's that. literally
1: a line where they said you're sexy or something. I'm like, it's a PG movie. What the fuck Disney? Well, yeah, I mean the cruise oh, was PG, but that didn't stop E and D. Yeah. It's not and D from honking off to those <laughs> upskirt shots. I mentioned <laughs> when we were <laughs> <laughs> talking about the this.
0: But, uh, yeah. So I guess that, that kind of wraps everything up here. So let's, uh, anybody got any things to
3: plug? Yeah. Rod, uh, 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 if you don't listen oh, to yeah. uh, American arts and culture review, it's a, it's a very, very funny podcast. It's one of the few that uh, I, I make the time to listen to. Um, so go check that out. Is there anything else you'd like to pro- plug Rod? It's
4: just, just my Twitch, I guess. If you want to watch me play video games or I mean, sometimes I just eat food on it. Ooh! You can watch me at, at twitch.tv backslash Rodney Berry. I'm there hanging out all the time. Cool, cool. Yeah, that's
1: man. all I got. uh to be fair, to talk about food. Are you talking about like mukbang food, or just like, hey, I found a cool snack kind of food? How many um, mukbangs? You I
4: usually eat like a whole meal, but it is it is kind of like a mukbang, but it's not. I don't like do like the smacking that I think
1: a mukbang. Of. Yeah, you're you're not doing you know like nickel I mean? like avocado stuff. <laughs>
4: I hope. Yeah, I'm like not like doing like uh, my mouth isn't mic's so you can hear every chew or whatever. It's mostly just like hanging out and and eating.
1: Okay, that rocks, honestly. I'm and I talk that. to chat, yeah,
4: and I just talk to chat and stuff. It's
1: hell yeah. You know, it sounds fun. like a
4: good time. I found uh, that people like that more than they like that more than me playing video games for the most part. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you have a feeder
3: community? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, I'd love to watch you play video games, Rod, but you just you don't have the cleavage to cut it. Um, <laughs> so maybe you work on that department. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's like uh, when, when, when I talk about streamers, like like Pokemane, then you are very closely after that. <laughs> but you just don't have the cleavage <laughs> enough, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, mean, I got some pills that can. Help I wish you. I was. I wish I was
4: a hot streamer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, yeah. Check out the check out the podcast. Check out the Twitch. um, And uh follow Rod on Twitter. Also, he's uh very funny and talks about the Green Lantern, which I appreciate.
4: Hell <laughs> yeah. Um I post a lot, yeah. I'm a I'm a big time poster. That's that's for sure.
3: Oh, what is your Twitter?
4: It's just Roddy underscore berry.
3: Okay. Yeah. Uh the real OGs, no.
1: Yeah.
3: Now we're talking about like Barry
1: like Berry Peppers or Barry like the Fruit Berry? Uh it's like the Fruit Berry. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Of course I had to mention <laughs> Barry Peppers. He's my favorite actor. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, thanks so much for for having to mention on Ryan.
1: Peppers, my favorite dead sex offender. <laughs> Yeah, right. nope. we're going out strong
0: <laughs>
4: well yeah thank you thank you for uh coming on rod uh this was oh, really yeah. fun it was Absolutely. great i had a i had a great time yeah it was hopefully we cool can man. uh maybe i'll get into the next round
3: Oh yes. yeah <laughs> well uh if you
4: guys ever need another
1: one
3: hey uh we'll have you on every fucking week if uh if you <laughs> if want can, yeah. So,
1: yeah um let's <laughs> see like uh was it uh God, who the fuck is that rapper?s
3: Like another one, another one. Um, I believe DJ that is DJ DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled. Khaled. DJ Khaled. <laughs>
1: yeah. But yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: join us next time. We're gonna be going through the Ant Bully and the Weatherman. So uh, maybe check out those two movies if you want.
1: And Go beat the shit out of some ants. <laughs> yeah. And I believe the Weatherman is about uh, a specific man in the Weather Underground. Oh, yes. <laughs> I don't know. That went over my head. I'm just thinking about the Velvet Underground now. Oh, I was um, thinking about the the left wing terrorist group, the Westboro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs>
3: well, yeah. We'll see you next time for that. All right. Uh, oh man. Bye. I about I the Port Huron statement
1: looks. at one point. Bye. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye.
0: This has been a solid work production.
1: Solid work. (laughs) Solid work. Uh,
2: Solid work. Hey, solid work.